more than three inches long. On what? In the, wild. the line of visibility. So if it goes through less than three inches of wildwood, you can still see. Yeah. And if the wind's characteristic is 10 or more, then you can still see. Yeah. Yeah, but you're working under the assumption that these stupid little stick people are going to survive for more than a turn, and they're not. Mm, you're just going to cough them up, throw them in the fire. It's fine. Uh, for the record, are we live? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> for the Hello. Record. Welcome to the Honest War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. This is the Age of Sigma Monday show, yeah. and I'm joined by Mr. Nathan Prescott. Hello, Nathan. Hello. How's it going? Good. Uh, How's it going with you? Keywords either. I That's... don't know. I've given up. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm going to drink some more beer. Let Satan in because that's what happened when you do it on this day. I want to enjoy my Mr. James Powell. Hey, up. <sighs> that's better. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, thanks. You did last night. You just said, here I am. Here well, I you am. are. How are you? Here I am. Uh, yeah, very well. I was going to tell you that the official Warhammer app tells me if I add three purple suns, it's two purple suns, two mana. But rules are written. Listen, I don't want to get into this right now, but you can <laughs> you can take somewhere between one and ten purple suns in Age of Sigmar at the minute, and and I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, the council is out, and in, Nathan thinks it's three now. I'm still think it's ten. Doesn't matter, right? We'll come back to this later. Dan, oh, I mean, how many do you want, James? Um, I I don't want to build more than the one I own, so just one's fine. Okay, but you can use other... It doesn't matter. It doesn't, none of this. We're not talking about this anymore. Dan, hello. Also joined by Dan, hey. our other co-host. How are you? Hey, beautiful people. I'm, I'm pretty good. I've uh, I've still got my, my old broken flipper, uh, which apparently I'm still going to be looking at uh, being a really shitty Darth Vader impersonator for another few weeks at least. Uh, so... So yeah, that just means that everything gets gets a lot harder to do. But I'm I'm struggling on, you know. Like some people have these intense crosses to bear, uh, and obviously this is mine. I have a broken pinky finger. It's a heavy it's a heavy burden, but I'm glad that I'm carrying it and not someone else. You know. I'm glad you're okay, bud. Because I was mm. worried for a while. I was like, because I don't really know what I do with my pinky finger. Like if you like been around the house, been like, that's what I mainly use my pinky finger for. It's you know what it is. It's mostly really fucking annoying that it's such a pathetic injury that stops you doing so many things, or that makes so many things harder. Like if it was a broken hand or arm or something like that, you're like, fair enough, you can't do that because you've got a broken arm. But like a busted pinky gets in the way so often, and it has no right to because such as it's such a pathetically small finger comparatively so basically it's an embarrassingly pathetic injury that is surprisingly problematic okay yeah, it's kind of like a good analogy for the show uh hello everyone <laughs> well, hello everyone welcome to the show it's interesting on mondays uh where your your three co-hosts and i uh, will take you through all of the latest and greatest age of sigma news and in addition and in addition we are going to do a Silverneth. Battle Tome, not review, first look, deep dive. Uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Uh, we've had Top 16 UK, Top 16 Worlds. Shout out to Ronya on the win with her Nighthorn. Uh, Mike Stewart in second place with, yep, yep, uh, uh, second place with his Ideneth Deepkin and Ula Gunner Vatland uh, with his um, Beasts of Chaos. Nathan, Beasts of Chaos again in the top three. Guess what yeah. the win rate this month is at the minute? 
Oh, the win rate for Beasts of Chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I reckon it's uh, 62.5%. Very close. 61%. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Broken. Nailed it. Broken. Yeah. They are currently the top performing army. James, oh, as, a really? Beast of, as a Beasts of Chaos fan, how are you feeling about that? Yes, well, I mean, mine, mine's like not Dragon Ogres, so probably not as good. Yeah, we should have just rang Dan Bradshaw up and got him and Ronya to play today. That should have been what I'm doing. Dan, quick, knock, pop over the road and play. Uh, hello, Phil Spriggers. Hello, hello. DD Martin, hello. So, uh, did with he that just said, another trophy then, though? We're actually three battle tones behind on this show, you know. Three battle tones behind. We haven't... What's a, we... What's a battle tone? It's a book <laughs> with rules in. A, okay. a codex. Nope, about to. No, no, no. It's the, that code at the back of a book that you put into an app to get access to it. Them. It's that. It's that. Uh, so we haven't done Doctor Kane one, we haven't done Sylvaneth, and we haven't done Skaven. So today will be Sylvaneth. Get ready. However, Rob is also tired, so it might be spicy. <laughs> so if you're if you're someone who's like, I like Rob, nice. and he's well-rested and thoughtful, that's not today. Yeah. No, no one is on this show for that. Like no one is here and it's like I like Rob when he is at his most calm, collected and controlled. They're like, I wanna see Rob pouring like jet yeah, I fuel all over Rob something and then lighting a match. Opinion. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Well, you're getting it all. Anyway, alright. Well, so, so you like Silverneth, so we're probably in a positive. I freaking love Silverneth, James. I like see, honestly. I I TLDR, you can't be listening to anything else. I think you could do like a big gung ho melee build. I think you could do like a magic casted build, but because of the meta, there's going to be loads of other casters. You don't really have any unbinds, so that becomes a bit of a fucking issue. Doesn't even matter. So you can kind of YOLO swag in some combat. You might be able to build a caster build, right? And then there's also kind of like a, a fire and hit and fade and run and scoot and toot sort of build, yeah? Which will be like, it's an incredibly high skill floor on this book. Yeah, and it might have a high skill ceiling as well. So I think this is a difficult book to get into and a difficult book to play really well. Yeah, unless you build some like, just, it's just like, I'm going to stuff 12 Colonel Thunder of the size and a Durthu. And if you charge me, I'm just going to fucking absolutely just crush your face. Then, then maybe you could do that. There you go. There's the TLDR. Fucking <laughs> fuck off. Right? <laughs> Bedtime. <laughs> and that's it. All right. Uh, this has been great. Thank you all for coming. Uh, <laughs> Uh, right, okay, so I hope that helps. Uh, all right, so we're going to dive into... Uh, first, we'll see how the hosts are. Let's see how the hosts are. Nathan, how have you been? What have you done in the past week, my friend? What have you been up to? What have you been doing? Hello. Uh, yeah, I've How's been all right. I've been writing gits lists. I feel like I'm in the fucking matrix resetting every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been? What have you been writing? Gets lists ready for clash. Yeah, it is like the case of deja vu. Uh, yeah, so I still don't know why I'm taking to clash. And lists have to be in Wednesday, do they? They do. If it, that's why we have to yeah. resolve the current issues, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's that. Oh, I, I've managed to get a game of this uh, thingy. What's it called? Warhammer. That's it. I managed to mm. play a game of Warhammer with okay. the new GHB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Against uh, some Skaven. And I can tell you that those Vermin Lords and uh, Bone Thankwall are scary fellas. Yeah. Why are they so... Wait, Vermin Lords and Thankwall? 
What scary yeah, stuff did they do to you? They just stab lots of things. Some of them do shooting. Uh, Thank calls on like plus four to cast spells if he's yeah. near one of us. It's mental. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, yeah, and he's quite choppy or shooty, whatever you want him to be, really. Or both. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. Yeah. A little bit of Monica, a little bit of Sandra. That's thankful for you. There you go. So that's what Bone Ripper's made out of, but Monica and Sandra, eh? There you go. Didn't know that. <laughs> that's Ricky Martin. You don't know Ricky Martin? What, him as well? Oh, well, that's Three not me, Ricky Martin. Sorry, that's Mambo <laughs> number five. Mambo yeah. number five, that was. Who was Mambo number five? Uh, I don't know, but I hated the other four. That's all I'm going to say. Lou Benga. There you go. <laughs> This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is Thankwall number five. Bam, 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 bam. Thankwall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. And did you enjoy, did you take any galley vets? Yes, I did. Did they get beat up? Uh, Yeah, but not because he didn't have any of those other things. Those Bounty hunters. hunters. Yeah, yeah. So they just died to... Uh, regular vermin lords and thankful. Interesting. Oh, with all the flamers. Uh, no, he was hitting me with. He had the uh, oh, the full full on melee attack. Thankful. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, I mean, uh, there has been like five bone rippers. That's true. That does work. Uh, like so, maybe it is thankful and bone ripper number five. Yeah, um, who's got a little bit of Monica and a little bit of Sandra. Like yeah. the, the thing I loved about the first iter- for those of you who, who remember the world that was in, or the Gotrek and Felix books I loved how epic the Bone Rippers were and then how easily they either went down to Gotrek or Felix you know like it'd be like he's, he's like this terrifying thing he's messing everyone up and then Gotrek just walks up and fucking axes him in the face and walks past and is like and I, I don't care and you're like <laughs> great or like Felix like throws a bomb and like the bone ripper bite eats it and then his head explodes and you're like I, I just really like that they really undercut it they'd always sell it as this big monstrous terrifying bone ripper who then died like a, a like a little baby rat until this last iteration that the the you know 13th uh screech vermin king was like now you're a big death beast and since then he's been pretty much unkillable so I kind of dig that mm. Okay, James, what have you been up to, baby? Uh, do you know what? Not a lot this week. Don't think oh, I have anything so exciting to report. So jealous. Okay. <laughs> Literally nothing. You just sat around and just like hung out. I did some work in my work week. What did I do? Uh, got dragged shopping on Saturday. Are you telling me you didn't have an autistic breakdown on a Saturday night at 1am trying to do t- 10 purple suns at once? No. I uh, babysat a dog. Right. Okay, good. All right. Well, I'm glad you've had a nice week. That's good. Go. That's good. Are you coming with me to this Marvel event at the weekend? Uh, I think I'm playing. Oh, you're fucking dead to me. I thought you'd help me. Fuck you. All right, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan, what about you? <laughs> what are you up to, baby? Uh, uh, I am. I'm because my finger's still busted. My painting is kind of uh, not not massive. Uh, I've been playing around with contrast paints and effects and things like that, and I should be getting my hands on the new ones relatively soon, uh, which I'm kind of excited to try because some of them don't look like contrast paints. They look great. They look really vibrant, but they don't look like contrasty paints. Um, 
Oh, actually, I do have a bit of exciting news. Uh, uh, so before I left Australia, I wrote a little miniseries, and it's been licensed, and the trailers come out, and so like, oh wow, watch it and stuff. We, so, we yeah, can watch it down original. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've already I wrote... watched Stranger Things, Dan. I, Wait, okay, I've yeah, watched. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, I've you also watched Derry Girls, uh, Dan, which I assume was you. That, yeah, I was actually all of the girls in that. I was, and Derry. I was also the character Derry, of, the of, of the, the play. Just lay yeah. there. Um, no, I, I wrote it, but some much more talented people actually created it. Um, and and it's been because of COVID, it kind of it was going to be released and then it didn't. And uh, now it's going to Roku TV, which is a streaming network. Uh, that uh, and and yeah, and you can you can see the trailer on YouTube. So there you go. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. That's really really cool. Uh, and everyone, watch it and give it a like because then we're obviously want to. I, I want to sell more. Uh, and and then I'll make everybody watch uh, Warhol Dolly related things. That'll be it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we can watch it at the cinema. Did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's called Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, <laughs> I'm going to see that this week, Dan. Well, well done. Yeah. I'll tell you when it's rubbish. If it's good, I won't give you any praise. Uh, I'll see oh. if I can find a link, and I'll put Dude, it in. Are you going to see it when we drive up to uh, the event where you're helping me? That's where... <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> Never seen you before. <laughs> Never even met you! Dan, congratulations! Thank yeah. you. I put, a link, I put a link in the chat, uh, and the only thing is, if you watch it, you have to like it and watch it about uh, 120 times. That's all. That's the only... That's it. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. The trailer's on YouTube, yeah. That's weird. Oh my god, love that. This isn't this isn't Stranger Things. Why wouldn't Wait, you don't they do? Don't they do? Uh, don't they do it? Trailers on TikTok. Can't you TikTok it, Dan? I I I actually genuinely think that is going to happen as well. Real, do you have TikTok? Get, get a real. Have you got a TikTok? I, why are you Why are you talking to me about this? I don't do these things. I, yeah, yeah, I have you got a TikTok? Dan. I I don't yeah. think I do. Follow me and James, who will be at a Marvel event next week together. You could just film it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. He'll be busting out the reels for us to follow. Yeah. Yes, no he worries. will. Yes, he will. <laughs> Thanks, Michael, for resubscribing. And Spleen Thief, love you. Thanks, Twitch chat. Hello for joining us. All right, let's get on with the freaking show. Okay, first thing to talk about is the news. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about what happened today. Games Workshop have released a bunch of FAQs with Age of Sigmar 3.3 in effect, Agents of Galette, the Undercity, or whatever the, it's called. Yeah, They've released a bunch of FAQs, and there's a bunch of them. For instance, they said, I know you said, you, you, we know we wrote Quicksilver Swords, and maybe you could do more wounds and more Marathi. None of that for you. Screw you. Get in the sea. Uh, they didn't change much else, if I'm, uh, if I'm honest. Right, but one thing they did change, uh, and is on my Twitter. I'm going to read it to you. Question, okay? Um, question. Uh, are you reading it? Are you looking at it? I don't want you to cheat. I know what the answer is. No, no, is. you read it to us. Okay, I read it to I you. I can't okay. see it. I'm not Perfect. watching the show. I'm watching okay. you. Okay. If a unit is affected by an ability that adds to or subtracts from a characteristic, okay, so a mm -hmm. characteristic, and then by an ability that changes a characteristic to a specific value. For yeah. example, an Achillean King who has cast Flaming Weapons, which is plus one damage to a weapon, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. in the Hero phase, and then uses the Wave Rider ability in the following charge phase, which adds, which changes the weapon characteristic to a three. So yeah. it's damage one, and then you do Flaming Weapons. But if you charge, it becomes damage characteristic three plus one. 
Okay, were you happy with that? Yep. Yeah. Okay, you don't add plus two. Okay, so you don't add plus two plus one, you change it to a three, then add plus one. Or, more importantly, you added plus one and then you changed it to characteristic three. Okay. Um, in that case, do both effects apply? Nathan, yes or no? Just. No. No. That's Why? what they've started. They, I think because they did it before, didn't they, with the run roll? So if you had, like, on Grotz, they've got the Gong Basher, that gives you plus two to run. Yep. But if you change the characteristic to a six using the uh, all-out runner uh, command ability, whatever it's called, run really fast command ability. Correct, that's uh, it, that's what it's called. That's one. Uh, which changes it to a six. You, you can't add the two to it, so you can't make an eight. Correct, correct, yeah. Yeah, so like I in, in a previous edition, I'm pretty sure it was modifiers come before set value modifiers, meaning that like say you had stuff that gave you plus one, minus one, whatever, and then something that just set your movement to one, mm -hmm. you do all the pluses and minuses, but they don't matter because the set value modifier then comes in at the end and resets everything back to one. So then, James, how do you feel, yes or no? I've already seen your rant on Twitter. Ah, oh, shit. I got oh. rant. I didn't rant. It's ranting. I saw, I saw, yeah, like, <laughs> it was go considered off. Opinion. I saw people get dragged in. Oh. I saw you talk about shanking someone in an alley. It's going to be you if you don't help me next weekend. Uh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what do you think? Uh, as in, like, what? how do I think it should go? Or... Yeah. How do you think it should go? Uh, I... I think that set value, I think it should still be the same. I think set value modifiers should still go over the top of all of those because they're, they're quite few and far between. And I think that usually that, uh, so I, I, that's how I think it should be. Um, uh, well, they've said no anyway. No, they don't. Mm. If the effect of a rule changes a characteristic to a specific value, it overrides any, and yeah. that's the problem. No, no, no. It overrides any earlier modifiers. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Now this is, is this this is one of those things where it isn't a problem unless you know it's a problem. In which case, it's. I, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Basically, so you know how like you're like okay cool I get it I know how that works now yeah it's yeah. it if it changes the characteristic I can't add plus one can plus one. Load of people yeah. are focusing on stuff like bounty hunters that doesn't matter because of when it is activated but effectively now you always have to check if something changes the characteristic in your army you yeah. have to see when you applied a modifier before it no yes no it's not modifiers it's if it changes the characteristic so you can still modify a modified number no Yes. No, that's what they've FAQ'd out, isn't it? That's literally no, what they've not. FAQ'd out. No, 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 no. It says if it changes it to a specified number. Yes. But that's different from modifying the number. So you can still modify a number multiple times. But then if it then changes the characteristic AFA, they're all ignored. Yeah. Yeah, yes. if it changes okay, the characteristic the to a specific thing. So if it doesn't modify the characteristic, if it if it sets the characteristic to a specific number, correct. So Thank that you. that like uh, Nurgle thing where you make all that oh it doesn't exist anymore, was it? But you used to change the wound characteristic of a model by by to two or whatever on plate mm. bearers. No, yeah, it used to be a modifier, so it used to add one to the okay. wound's characteristic. Yeah, but if it sets so that, it to a number, yeah. Mm. So but that's like, think like about... my, the example I gave, where 
if you if you change the run roll to a six, that is mm. you've changed it to a specified number, so mm. you can't modify that number. Mm. Whereas if it was like add two to the run roll, and then you've got something else that gives you plus one, then you could add three to the run roll because that's modifiers, not mm. a specified uh, setting it to a specified number. Yes, correct. Yeah. Right. It's like like wounds yeah. on Gotrek. Right. Okay. So, like that, you... but then the issue is the issue is mm. like because it yeah. doesn't matter, right? Is that <clears throat> then there are a bunch of like because age because age of Sigmar two Nathan's right, yeah. Uh, but although isn't able to use a computer, so he'll join us again in a moment. Uh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? <laughs> right. The issue is is that there's a bunch of stuff that sets a characteristic where modifiers are applied beforehand. Okay. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Mm. So, so just sorry. don't apply modifiers. Just have fun with the the set value characteristic. Yes. So, so it's so it's an old ruling for like the old edition of the game when there's a whole bunch of new stuff where mm. it works the other way. And that's all. And it's just a clusterfuck. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't like if you're like out there and you're like, I really like just running forward and doing stuff, then you mm. can ignore this whole section. Of the, sh I'll even edit yeah. it out so you don't have to listen. Like it's just, uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just nonsense, right? Um, uh, uh, but it, you, but... it's it's quite uncommon for them to set, of mm. to change the set value, isn't it? Yes, this is. Yeah, this it's, is this is like, weird. I can only think of the run thing, and then you've given that example of a wave rider or something. Yeah. Well, isn't it, it isn't it three. any unit that has like on the charge its damage is three? On the charge, its damages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. But so normally, all, all the normally it would, Yeah, normally it would say add one to the damage characteristic of the weapon on the charge, or add one. It doesn't normally say the characteristic now becomes this. For, actually, for instance, there's a, you know what an example of that is, which actually works in their favour. So I'm fine with it. Hello heart have the the specific wording in their their abilities you know how most things say they can take an additional spell from the law of whatever yeah if, like mm -hmm. if they hallow heart specifically says hallow heart wizards can take two spells from the law of Whitefire, meaning that all hallow heart wizards get two spells and they can cast an extra spell but then now like what that where that would change is uh, or like where it then becomes a benefit is because that's not a, like a plus or a minus, then they end up getting three spells because of the uh, extra one when you take an enhancement. So they end up knowing two spells from white fire and a third spell from an enhancement and can cast two. Um, so it's, I'm just saying like where you, there are a handful of things like that where they're set value modifiers, which are unique. Like I haven't seen that anywhere else. Yeah. If that makes sense. Interestingly, just because I'm doing it, yeah. The formulator says on the charge you change the damage the damage from one to three. Yeah. And the mm, chaos knight is impaling charge. Add one to the damage damage characteristic and improve the rain characteristic of this curse lances by two. Right. So you mm, could mm. add damage to the modifier, but you couldn't change their rend again with something like purple sun. Oh no, because uh, that would be the, the save. Yeah, yeah no, that would be on the save on the unit. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, right. This is this is what I mean. Because if you are someone who wants to be bothered, which I do not want to be that person, and I'm sure someone will do it. Yes, uh, there are some good examples. There's the Cruciator. Yeah, there's the, the Gladiatrix for Daughters of Cain, where she now 
she I think she worsens the rend of the unit with with Mind Razor. Weirdly, like <laughs> like, but it doesn't matter, right? The point is, is it's a stupid rule, right? Where it's just a stupid rule, yeah. Where now so, the someone like if you were someone who does FAQs, you now have to go through every line of code and know when each unit of each ability activates at what time, right? Which is an important thing at like. It's just, it doesn't matter. For casual gamers, it's just a clusterfuck. It's just like, it doesn't matter. Because you're going to be like, okay, flaming weapons on this. They'll be like, when did you apply it? And you'll be like, I don't understand what you said. How dare you? I, d yeah. I don't understand the question and I choose not to respond. Yeah, fuck you. I don't want any part of this nonsense. Yeah, which is fine. And it's, it's fine. There's some other FAQs. But honestly, I wouldn't stress about it. And the only person that really cares about that sort of stuff is like me and about eight other idiots who I don't, it doesn't matter just it's fine i shouldn't have brought it up do you know what i care about though what I, I care about one element of this because it means that uh we know who was right at least uh i'm not who was right with the way it's played out but who was right and in that argument about marathi can the swords do extra wounds to her the answer was yes they could yes they could because if they couldn't they would not have changed the wording on her rule oh, and in this nice. faq yeah. they do change the wording on the rule to any uh, further wounds and mortal wounds that would be allocated to this unit are ignored and have no effect. Mm. Which does mean that previously when it said they're... they're negated, so we now know that intent, like whichever way you want to go, they changed the wording, which yeah, means do, the wording... Do you think they did that just to shut people up? They, they did, absolutely. But <laughs> when you make a change to something, you're like, they. it's basically what it said is like, the previous wording allowed a thing that we didn't want to happen to happen. So now we are changing the wording to make it what we want, which means the previous wording was actually correct and the swords were no longer the racist swords, they were the sexist swords because they specifically targeted her. So there we go. Pat yourself on the back if you thought they could hurt Marathi. You were right. You were right. Well done. Well done. But now they can't, so... Now they can't. But ten purple suns, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, James. It all depends on how, what you feel. And James, please, in the, you've read a lot of Age of Sigmar rules. Please describe to me a magical entity. What is that? A magical entity. Okay, you know what a unit is, yeah? Yep. Perfect. Right. You know what a spell is? Yep. Nailed it. Right. What is a magical entity? A spell and a model together. Where does it say spell. that? Where does it say that? Um, well, just in our hearts. Only in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> probably on the back of the Forbidden Power box. It probably said when you bought it originally. This is a magical entity. Malign it's sorcery? The, Which it's on was the, the box Kling... called? Yeah, yeah. Malign sorcery. It was that on one. the Kling wrap wrapper. I can't wait for Gargans to come out. I'm putting four of them on the board. It's going to stand on objectives and just get real sourced. That's my plan. That's my plan. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> Do you know what would be more fun? Yeah, tell me. If it, we still had run three together and the Gargans were like, I run these three together and then you were like, Purple Sun, one, one, one. <laughs> they, they're not auto slain. They have an ability where uh, they don't die. Boo. I mean, boo. Uh, the gargant stonks are actually really high. All the battle, yeah, all the. Go on. Apparently, Archaon, Lord of the End Times, Destroyer of the Old World, can get sucked into a purple sun. Yep. But a mega gargant, just a big inbred boy, nah, he's too tough. He's too tough. Big Mormon strength going on. Uh, with those, with those, with those mega gargants. All right, hello, chat. Let's do Silver Death. 
Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, there's no other news, right? Who cares? Right, we're doing Silver and Earth. Let's get right into it. Let me just uh, uh, make a little note of where we're at. Okay, 27 minutes in. I'll timestamp that for the fucking YouTube bitches. Right, okay, so... <laughs> Why didn't you do a timestamp? Why didn't you just scrub through, you fucking lazy shit? Yeah, you didn't pay any money to watch it, did you? Um, okay, right. Allegiance abilities, right? <laughs> please make sure, please make sure that the timestamp is absolutely before that statement. Uh, just so that anyone who skips to the timestamp has to get red for skipping to the timestamp. <laughs> Uh, right, okay. Uh, 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 Greg, I agree, by the way. Uh, right, okay. We're, going to, we're doing Silverneth. Bosh. Okay? Let's do this. Okay? Oh, I did have a little... Just just um, tread water for a minute, James. Say things about Silverneth. What do you think? Uh, I like trees. I'm not sure about books that are only made of trees. About trees. The trees protect the trees. Um, yeah. Nathan, yeah. however, likes destroying trees. Okay. Here's Nathan on why he likes killing an- trees. That's, we did it. We got it. What's in okay. the book? There are battle traits. Okay? <laughs> there are hot-ass battle traits. There are seven sub-factions. Trees are, twi- are food for fungi. Come on, put it in Put it in full screen. Come on. Uh, oh, for God's sake. Trees are food for fungi. They, they are, also that's true. food for forges and furnaces. Okay. Yeah, there's, the there's forest a... of Fangorn lies within our borders. <laughs> so, you know what? I I really want I w- basically want this book to be like that scene from Finding Nemo where it's like trees are food, not friends, or like trees <laughs> are fuel, not friends. Uh, that's that's basically uh, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with. It's the mortal realms. Burn one to the ground, move to a new one. Just like we'll eventually destroy this planet and move to Mars. It'll be fine. <laughs> Do you know how acidic, like, everyone's like, oh, we need some war and some, do you, do you understand how acidic, Ma- it doesn't matter. Right, anyway, seven sub-factions, <laughs> yeah, 21. I think we found anything that triggers Rob, and that makes me very 21, happy. 21, uh, thank you to uh, European uh, for saying hello to Nathan, European 17. Nathan, is this one of your, oh no. B- buddies from Discord, yeah. Oh, from, what, from Discord? <laughs> You know how to use <laughs> you Discord? <have> Discord. <laughs> what the fuck? When did you get Discord? <laughs> I got it ages ago. I've got like seven thousand notifications on there that I've got to look at at some point. <laughs> I don't know. It sucks balls. He replies to me on Discord all the time, Rob. Doesn't he reply to you on Discord? No, no. Uh, I rang him. I rang him about the purple sun thing at the weekend. He just hung up on me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Running uh, team that. Uh, what's European? Nathan, your friend European. Is he European on your chest? Who is he? Who <laughs> uh, said it was a he? You're oh, assuming yeah. genders. Yeah. That's true. I apologise about that. Right, listen. There's someone who's like, I can't wait for this review. First time chatter. <laughs> yeah, is I've, now... got, I've just gone to the, st- the timestamp thing. <laughs> I've and caught a knob. for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Can we have another timestamp, please? Uh, yeah, new, t- new timestamp. The real show starts at 31 minutes. Okay. Right, so oh, what's in the book? Now. Seven sub-factions. 21 War Scrolls, 6, that doesn't include War Scroll, uh, uh, Endless Spells, um, by the way, uh, are they spells, question mark, forward slash, uh, 6 spells from the spell law, 6 command traits, 
and six artifacts. Okay, bit lazy. They were like, we've done a lot of work on these sub factions, lads. Uh, fucking hit the showers. Um, next up, units. There are 21 war scrolls. There are two battle line units. Two. Um, there might be three. No, I'm sure it's two. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. It might be more. Wait, hold on. One second. Yeah, there's just two. Yeah. Dryads and tree revenants. Yeah. What? That's unfair. Why can't spite revenants be battle line? Because they're not, grumpy. They're not pretty enough. That's shit, I think. Have you met Alariel? What? Uh, in stands, person? She stands on an imprisoned beetle. Oh, that's true. Yeah. She's basically a slave keeper. She, she is. For beetles, though. Like... And trees. <laughs> Whoa, are you Just... saying that beetles aren't real people? Uh... I'm not getting yep. into this. <laughs> there are six battle line if units. Wow. There are nine <laughs> leaders. There are nine leaders. Nine leaders nine. of 21 war scrolls. Yeah, nine. That's Three... quite a lot, right? Uh, yeah, that, like That's not as many right. actually. 100%. Not as many as Nighthorn. Nighthorn had twenty-seven uh, uh, war scrolls, and I think like eleven leaders. Okay. So yeah, yeah a it's lot. a much better ratio than the Sons of Bear, Matt. It's true. <laughs> It's very true. Uh, there's, there's three named characters. Dreitcher Hammerdreth, yeah, the the Mardi tree. Uh, yeah. Alariel, the Ever Queen, Big Thighs Always Dies. That's her name. Um, <laughs> <and> then... <laughs> That's great. Because she comes back, she gets to do it twice. Yeah, yeah. Larry yeah. uh, always comes twice. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then the new, the new tree one from the Foma box. Uh, so, and you got four monsters and behemoths. So, Tree Lord Ancient, Tree Lord Durthu, uh, and uh, uh, Big Thighs Never Dies. Uh, and then a lot of faction terrain, a lot, loads, enough. Okay. So plenty of it. All right, so All right. that gives you a quick breakdown of what's in the book. Okay, cool. so uh, we're going to talk about the battle traits now. The, the, the battle traits are what you get when you take a pure Sylvaneth army. Uh, uh, and these are a couple of different things. Places of power is the important one. This is, after territory is determined, you pick three pieces of terrain that are on the board outside of your opponent's, opponent's deployment zone. Like territory, sorry, territory. Very different. Mm -hmm. Territory and deployment zones aren't <laughs> the same which is mm. so cool. Isn't that a cool feature? That they draw a map. I'll do, I'll do a version for you. Yeah, I'll show you on the screen. <laughs> this is last week's show. Yeah. yeah. They, oh. draw, they draw a map, and then yeah. you see a red line and a, and a blue line. There, there's a version of that picture for you. They do a red line and a blue line. You think, that's where my models go. You're fucking wrong. That's not. <laughs> that's, your, that's your territory. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, you idiot. Why did you ever think that that was that? Okay, so then you pick three terrain features. So if you're playing at, you know, at most events, you'll pick none um, because it'll be a green wooden board um, with like two bits of terrain. Um, and uh, But if you do, you've got three bits of terrain on the board. Uh, you pick them and they become overgrown terrain features. Nathan, I know you've been, uh, you've been researching this. What's an overgrown terrain feature do, bro? Uh, is this the one that blocks line of sight the same way as a... A tree. It moves. A, it blocks a... line of sight the same way as a tree. 
Okay, Forest Wildwood. So if, Wildwood. If you draw a line between the closest points of the units, blah yeah. blah blah, one millimeter thick, and if it covers, if it goes over more than three inches of the terrain, then it blocks line of sight. But if it doesn't, then it doesn't. And if you've got ten or more wounds, I don't think. Well, at least for woods, if you've got ten or more wounds, it doesn't count either. Uh, yeah, yes, correct. So it doesn't really block much. But anyway, so so basically, if Dan, if you're playing against Sylvaneth, they're gonna mm. have, they're gonna pick three bits of terrain outside of your territory. They're gonna be like, these are overgrown. Yeah, you're gonna be like, oh no, what does that mean? You'll be like, more new, more on that later. Yeah, mm. put a pin in that, and they'll be like, okay, so put a pin in it. Go on, you got it, a question? It, it sounds like they're basically just like wild woods that aren't wild woods. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, are yeah. we uh, wildwood stonks down? Do we only buy one now and get three free ones? No, you probably buy you buy three boxes, I reckon. Probably okay. two. I'm excited though. for the point though when someone goes to an event and they like take their own terrain and they get there and they're like, right, this is my wildwoods, and then I'm picking three pieces of overgrown terrain. I'm going to pick the three I um I brought with me, and someone's like, but that's three quarters of the board. <laughs> well, there are rules. There are rules on like on where you can place terrain, right? Like okay. outside three inches of an objective, uh, can't be within three inches of endless spells, can't be within three inches of um, other terrain features, can't be within like. So there's a bunch of different wording on it, right? So like, but uh, as discussed in many places, like some 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 terrain maps would be super sweet. Um, okay, anyway, so. Three bits, so me and Dan, you and me are playing. I'm just going to turn three bits mm -hmm. yeah, into overgrown, right? At the start of each yep. hero phase, you can heal one wound allocated to each Sylvaneth unit that's wholly within nine inches of overgrown terrain feature or okay. an awakened wildwood. Right. Okay. But so, isn't in combat? Oh, no, it didn't say that. Uh, is it, uh... Oh, no, I'm lying to you. Carry on. Okay, so you can just be like, okay, so you got one one wound. It's only at the start of each of your hero phases, so like one. It's not bad. Okay, like mm. nice little cheeky heal. Um, and then you've got two abilities, right? This is the bit that is your where you get real sassy. Okay, uh, where you've got from the woodland depths, you've got two abilities: walk the hidden paths, and then you've got strike and fade. Okay, and one of them is if you start wholly within nine inches, which is a great little change. Because it used to be six inches, and now it's nine inches. So if you start wholly within nine inches at the beginning of your movement phase of a, um, a overgrown terrain feature or a wildwood, yeah. So I, I quite like what they've done here because what they've basically done is they've gone: if you can't put wildwoods down on the board, we've already made it so your allegiance abilities interact with. Other mm. stuff that's on the board, and I think that's yeah. a wicked <clears throat> and like that's and, really clever. Like, and I think that's really nice. I, you know I like what? Reading, and I, I actually, as much as I think that this is all matchsticks and sucking dicks as far as a book goes, uh, I think that's a really awesome kind of style because it means that your your opponent isn't just because remember that time when Sylvaneth players would literally come with like thirty wildwoods. And they just every turn be laying them all over the board. I think this is an AOS one or two, and it just it literally kind of got it just got like shit. Like it was really messy to look at a board covered in it, and it was anyway it was problematic. Whereas this way being like cool, three terrain features are also effectively wild woods, and then as a player you really only need one or two. You're not saying like hey we reward 
Sylvaneth players who buy a hundred Wildwoods. I think it's I think it's a, a genuinely a, quite a consumer friendly choice as well as a game friendly choice. It's good. It's good. I, also, for the first time ever, sorry, yeah, have just ahead. realized that that's the most non UK statement Dan has ever made because what? seeing people with thirty Wildwoods and not the 450 they used to bring to basically jigsaw the whole board is obviously because mm. they cost more, not in the UK. <laughs> that's true, yeah. That's true. I think yeah. I once played one, and I was like, there isn't an inch that isn't Wildwood at this point. <laughs> I, I, I had a number of games like that, but uh, but they haven't been as prevalent since. Yeah. Also, great opportunity. Phil Springer said in the chat, great opportunity for you to do some like really fun stuff, walk up to a board, yeah, me and Nathan deploy, yeah, and I'm like, Nathan, I'm going to pick three, three pieces that are overgrown. Fucking shake up a can of silly string. Just dash it all over three bits of terrain. I'm like, they're mine now. Overgrown, baby. Yeah. Maybe throw just some of that. Just a handful ca- of spiders. Yeah, just spiders. Like throw some spiders on it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah uh-huh. some netting that you've brought along. Maybe just some moss you found outside. Some ghillie suits. Yeah, Building some ghillie suits. A bunch of leaves. Just like, just a bum bag full of random knickknacks. Just like, that's overgrown now. Um... So I love that. Also, so you can basically, if you start within nine inches, sorry, if you end your movement phase within nine inches of a Wildwood or an Overgrown feature, you can teleport, yeah, nip across the board to another Wildwood, yeah, um, that and that Wildwood, right, has to have no enemy units within three inches, okay, so you can kind of close it down a little bit, so if it's got Wildwood within, enemy unit within three inches, and then also yours have to deploy nine inches away from the opponent, if that makes sense. So it's, and it's the same as a Norhole. Yes, but it's within... And it's also it's... once per turn as well, which I like. You know, you're not saying that the entire army can just go like... <laughs> it Once per turn, I kind of dig that, yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay. Uh, then you've got the ability called Strike. So you've got to teleport. One of your units going to do a shake, uh, a teleport once per turn. Okay, we got this. Cool. Teleport, no problem. Strike and Fade. Once per turn in your combat phase, immediately... Don't fucking even talk to your opponent, yeah? Immediately, yeah, after a friendly Sylvaneth unit that's wholly within nine inches uh, of an overgrown terrain feature or a friendly Awakened Wildwood has fought, then you can just fuck off, okay? Uh, using those same rules. So you can teleport Rim. to another Wildwood, yeah, or overgrown terrain feature that does not have an enemy unit within three inches of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you still have to be nine inches away. So... I drop down six Colonel Thunters, let's say. Let's say I give him th- plus three to charge. Charge him in, do loads of fighting, stay within nine inches of that terrain feature, and then I fucking get out of there. Yeah? I make like mm. a I make like a tree and a leaf. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Just don't acknowledge it. Or move oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, tell me what you think about that. That's uh quite a good ability except i guess it's quite hard to manufacture like to teleport onto a terrain feature do the attack and then teleport away because the unit has to be a certain distance away and then you still got to stay within nine but yeah uh, yep it's definitely something useful that you can fight around probably yes. if you walk to people normally kill them and then fade away that'd be good See, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I reckon there's like a melee build. You just like push in the middle because mm-hmm. all the objectives are in the middle. Just go aggro as fuck. Teleport some out, heal some, go back in. But we'll talk about mm. that later. Uh, Verdant Blessing. I, um, 
I'll go on down. I, I like. I just want to say I really like it as well because as an opponent, there's a lot of counterplay in that. If you get models within three inches of stuff, you limit where they can run away to or teleport to. It also means if you use strike and fade away to do that and pull out, you're leaving that unit free to act and you're, you can no longer teleport back to those trees because if you were that close to them, theoretically, your opponent's unit is also within range of it. So I just, I like, it's a really cool ability, but the thing that I really like is that they've built counterplay into the ability as well, which is what makes Age of Sigma a really, really interesting game to play. Agreed. Verdant Blessing, so all Silver Death Wizards know it, and it's cast on a six with a range of 18. If successfully cast, you set a one awakened Wildwood terrain feature wholly within range of invisible to the caster and more than three inches from all other models, endless spells, invocations, terrain features, and objective, and add it to your army. At this point, Nathan, what the hell mm. is a Wildwood, bro? Nathan, what's a Wildwood, bro? Slides of sticks together. Uh, it is an awakened Wildwood. Uh, so it's their terrain feature. Bloody bloody blah. It is uh, you can. It is a either a small, a medium, or a large one, mm-hmm. uh, which consists of one, two, or three pieces, uh, obviously. Uh, and if the if the feature is set up as a medium or large, uh, all of its scenery pieces must be set touching, so they form a circle. Uh, with an area of open ground inside the circle, the area considered to be part of the terrain feature. Um, and abilities that, like the one that you've just read, that allow um, a Wake and Wildwood to be added to your army will tell you what how to set it up. They may also specify the maximum number of scenery pieces it consists of. Uh, and they must be set up uh, more than three from all models, uh, objectives, other train features, and the spells, invocations, unless noted otherwise. Uh, but that spell didn't specify, so you can pick and choose, I guess. It's mm. what size you want. Uh, yeah, and they they're over well they they block visibility. Uh, well, uh, Wild Woods has the overgrown thing in the core rules, so they block line of sight. Bloody blah, all about the three inches, and if you have uh, ten wounds, etc. But uh, Sylvaneth models aren't blocked by uh, by these specific Awakened Wildwoods. Uh, and then Vengeful Forest Spirits, which is the at the end of the charge phase, roll the dice for each unit. That does not have the Sylvaneth keyword, and that is within one inch of any Awakened Wildwoods. Add two to roll if there are any Wizards or Endless Spells within six of an Awakened Wildwood. That is within one inch of the unit being rolled for. And on the six, they take D three mortal wounds. Okay, so, so that's actually that's actually really impactful. Like that, we should talk about a lot. Okay, so what Nathan said, you can build three, uh, two, three types: small, medium, large wildwood. Yeah, but the important part is if you end up within an inch of those wildwoods on a six plus, you'll take D three mortal wounds. But mm-hmm. but if you have a, a wizard or a hero nearby, it's going to go up to a four up, which yeah. is pretty spicy. Mm-hmm. Because they've got some great endless spells. That's the beginning of the endless spell mortal wound bomb, in my opinion. You take the mm-hmm. nut, you take the wirum, you take the the root thing. You do a ton of mortal wounds. Yeah, you ally in this prime. You blam 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 blam. So that's the bit that I think is going to be very important. Obviously, you're measuring ranges for all the other abilities, but I think that mortal wound AOE 
could be part of like a spell casting build that's something to to really pay attention to so that's that's why i brought it up okay the next bit is weird okay and i don't think i get it i guess it's like plagues for like a nurgle army i'm not sure so you also have something called seasons of war because you're a, st- a tree army yeah yeah mm. you basically can choose on your army list to be what 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 part of the season in a year um, uh, the uh, the Sylvaneth army is in. So you've got the burgeoning, the reaping, the dwindling, and the everdusk. Ah. Um, <laughs> okay. Great noise. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, yeah. so the first one's called the burgeoning, and if you're within nine of uh, an awakened wildwood, or if I say a wildwood, I also mean overgrown terrain feature. I'm not going to say both every time because I can't be asked. If mm-hmm. near the bit of near the terrain, yeah, then they get a six of ward. Near spicy like, trees. Yeah, if they're near, if spicy, you're near trees, spicy trees, or yeah. or terrain that you made a spicy tree, then six of mm-hmm. ward, right? Okay, yeah. that one's the rubbish one, so we can just get that out of the way. Okay, the reaping. Okay, you add three inches to the range within which you pick friendly Sylvaneth units with the places of power, which is the teleport uh, from the Wildwood. De- uh, uh, place of power from the Wildwood de- battle trait. Um, let me double. Mm. Oh no, it's not. It's the heal. Sorry, it's the heal. Yeah, add three inches to the range which you pick friendly Sylvaneth units with the place of power from the Wildwood battle trait. So you basically get uh, it's a twelve-inch aura for being able to heal one wound to each Sylvaneth unit. So this is also and that's rough. that's. That's also, also tele- the teleports as well. That's that's the from the woodland's depths. Oh, there we go. The, yeah, the yeah. hidden parts and strike and fade away. Yes, yes, and from the woodland uh, depths, right? So then yeah. you get. So then now it's a twelve-inch bubble for your teleports mm. and for your strike and fade away. Nice. Which which mm. combos quite nicely when you take uh, one of the sub factions because you can strike and fade fade away twice. Hmm. Okay, so that's quite good because then you're like, well, I've given myself more aura to do that, which is kind of what Nathan was talking about, making it a little bit more difficult to play. Then you've got the dwindling. In the hero phase, you can reroll one casting roll or one unbinding roll and one dispelling roll, so long as a friendly wizard you pick is a Sylvaneth wizard that's wholly within nine inches of an overgrown terrain feature. Like, with the existence of Master of Magic Command Trait and also Spell Portal, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to take that. Um, and then you've got the Everdusk, which is subtract three from the range, so down to six inches. Uh, with which you can pick friendly Sylvaneth units in these places of power from the Woodland Depths. However, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with melee weapon is a six, they score two hits. So basically, they get exploding sixes, but the range is all reduced down to six inches. So it's harder yeah. harder to navigate your army, but you're going to generally have more output, right? Uh, exploding sixes is, is the same as plus one to hit, effectively. Mm. Yeah. Is that, is that good with everyone? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which one? Which one? Uh, which which is everyone? What's everyone's faves? I'd take the extended range. I think. Yeah, I think. I think everyone thing. would. Yeah. Mm. By the way, yeah. I, so everyone uh, everyone rolls one says the six up ward really isn't rubbish. It's not about it being like it's not like hot trash. Yeah, that's mm. not what I mean. I just mean like I think like maybe you build it into your army. Maybe you take a ton of wounds. Maybe that's how you orientate your army around. But initially, jumping out from it, that's what seems there seems to be an order, right? And I just don't care. Yeah, I think you're you're healing mm. loads too, right? You like are. If you can mitigate, yeah. if you can mitigate getting hit by just smacking someone and doing one through a tree, you don't you don't need the six up ward because you're not there to get hit. 
Yeah, and, and let's remember if that yeah your opponent can't see through right so like if your concern is six up ward to protect you from shooting you just stand in the middle of those trees no one can see you but you have clean line of sight back out mm. because you are sylvaneth yeah exactly exactly tree bro tree. I, I think i think it, it would actually be a much more balanced decision if the reaping added three inches to the deny range as well like if it if it put the bubble to six inches that your opponents can shut down a tree teleport, it would actually balance it more. Like I really like what they've done with Everdusk. Is they're like this is a really strong. I know it's effectively plus one, but there's a difference. Like plus one to hit versus especially on your big hits. Like imagine your your um, your great bows and things like that. An extra hit is actually better than than fewer if if things go well. I like that it's like strong benefit with a detract with a, a, a like a thing that makes it a little bit weaker. I wish the reaping also had that because that is a really strong benefit. If you think you have four effectively four teleporty spots on the board at the start of the game and they all just went up by like Rinch. they added thirty percent to their size from what they were. Um, mm. So yeah, so I, I think that. The reaping is just outright the strongest because it has no weakness and it gives you a lot more. Well, okay, so yeah, so um, th that's interesting because it's kind of like I guess it's kind of like runes, isn't it? But you write it on your army list, so you don't change it. So you just like yeah. that's how I build my army, which is kind of interesting because it's fairly linear as like a design. Mm. So you just go, okay, well I'm going to do this, and as talked about in the chat, Everdusk, and then let's say something like Winterleaf. Um, go really well together, whereas maybe uh, Dwindling and Oakenbrow you might put together. Um, Reaping you might put with something like Harvest Boon, uh, because maybe you're trying to make a bunch of spite revs, do a bunch of different stuff. So like it all really changes on what you're going to 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 pick. But it's like it's kind of like a sub faction before you do sub factions, which is just kind of wild. Mm. Uh, so let's do sub factions next. We'll skip all the the artifacts and stuff for a minute. Okay, so the glades, the glades, uh, Oakenbrow. Yeah, magics and stuff. Oh, no, that's not real. Mm. Sorry, Oakenbrow are the kings, aren't they? They're the they're the kings. Um, when determining which row to use on the damage table for a friendly Oakenbrow tree lord, ancient or Durthu, it is treated as having suffered half the number of wounds that are actually allocated to it. Rounding up, this is okay. Maybe you're going to build like some Durthu lists or something, but like whatever. Uh, Naru. Once per turn, when you make a casting roll or an unbinding roll for a friendly Gnarl Root Wizard that's wholly within nine inches of an overgrown terrain feature, you roll 3d6 and you pick the two highest, right? Which is pretty nice for mm. casting spells, right? Didn't that used to be a spell? Uh, what, that? Yeah, Throne of Vines, I think, that. wasn't it? No, yeah. no, no. Throne of Vines added plus no. two to your casting. But so, there was uh... one where you could roll three. Was it the trumpet guy? I think so, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. Okay, uh, so that one's really good, especially in a spellcasting glade, mm. right? And then especially if you then go, right, cool, I'm going to take, mm. um, I'm going to take, oh, it's not called the reaping. Let me just double check for you. Uh, the dwindling, sorry. And then you can mm. re-roll one casting roll, one unbinding roll, right? So 3d6 with a re-roll mm. is, oh boy, right? That's pretty great. Mm. Uh, and Dudo Shortgate, wait, does that mean Durthu's sword, 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 sword damage would never go? Yeah, then yes, the answer is yes, right? Mm. Which is pretty great, right? Because I think you can build some good fighting. Um, uh, mm. Right. So that's great. 
then you've got we'll talk about we'll just blast through them and then we'll just kind of yeah. like talk about it after right heartwood uh heartwood lets you have the the new spike riders both sorts as your battle line um it also lets you have kernoth hunters as your battle line no no that's not mm-hmm. heartwood sorry that's harvest boon sorry i'm wrong harvest boon sorry about that heartwood after deployment before you can before the first battle round begins, you can pick up to three different enemy units on the battlefield to be the quarry of the hunt. And if you do so, you add one to him oh. attacks, right? Jesus. Like, I don't love that, right? I, but, but I think when you, if you combine that with in this edition of a, like this, this battle oh, sorry, pack I was or right. whatever. I was right. Heartwood is yeah. Kurnoth Hunters. Heartwood is Kurnoth Hunters. Yeah, yeah. Because you go Heartwood and then Bounty Hunters and then you pick those opponent units that you really want to kill so they're not capturing objectives and you're suddenly, you know, two da- like plus one damage, plus one to hit to those, uh, to those galley vets. You can do horrible, horrible things to them. That's pretty good because it's not just melee as well, is it? So it is. Mm. Yeah. And it's not... Yeah, and it's not written on your list, meaning that like gameplay-wise, you're picking it every game if you need to pick off the opponent's general or whatnot. I I think that's going to see a bit of play. Yeah, uh, yeah, and this makes your Colonel Thunters battle line, right? So this is your Colonel Thunters, mm. right? Which is which I think is very very interesting, um, mm. uh, especially if you then go like, cool, I want exploding sixes plus one to hit. I haven't had to spend a CP to do any of this so mm. far. It's just part of my. Uh, part of my build, I like Exponent Sixes in melee, by the way, right? Which I think is nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and then you've got Iron Bark, right? You can use this command ability at the start of the enemy combat phase. That unit receives the command. Must be a friendly Iron Bark unit that's within three inches of an enemy unit. Made a charge move in the same turn. Pick one enemy unit within three inches of that friendly Iron Bark unit. On two plus, you suffer D3 mortal wounds, and you can't use the same ability on um, on more than that unit. So uh, you can't you can't do it on more than one unit. Oh, sorry. On the same unit twice, so I can charge it. So it two plus D three mortal wounds. I can do it somewhere else. <coughs> two plus D three mortal wounds, right? But it's a command ability, right, yeah, cool. so I'm spending one CP for a two plus to do D three mortal wounds. Yeah, it could be situationally useful, but it's I don't see it as being amazing across the board. Yeah, so you just, yeah. you just put that just put that in in the C basically. It's, no one wants that. Mm. Okay, mm. Um, but I quite like Heartwood at the minute, but that's fine. And you got Winterleaf. Um, enemy units within three inches of friendly Winterleaf units cannot retreat. In addition, if you pick Everdust from the Seasons of War battle trait, uh, enemy units within three inches of friendly Winterleaf unit cannot be removed from the battlefield through an effect that will allow them to be set up again later in the battle. Ooh. So you're just locked in. No teleports. That's... No nothing. Yeah. So you're doing exploding <laughs> sixes. That's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Right? Uh, that's so awesome for tags as well like take a bunch of dryads and things and just tag something at the very edge of a combat with them so that they can't kill them and retreat to go to whatever objective they want to go to or whatnot that's pretty good yeah winterleaf's really fun spoon sixes winterleaf like i like that 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 makes lots of sense uh and then you've got dreadwood once per battle you can use the walking the hidden paths ability yeah it's the ability to teleport but if you do so at least one unit's from your um one one of the units must you must pick must be spite revenants uh which is interesting uh, in addition once per battle you can use the strike of fade ability but again one of those units must be spite um must be spite revenants so you can use mm. the like charge in fight teleport away charge in fight teleport away so you can use it twice mm. but one of the units has to be spite revenants so that's a big note from me boss man that's what i'm gonna say uh, I mean, they've got a lot of attacks. You can take a unit of 15. They've got three attacks each. They'd have 45 attacks. So means, yeah, It means they're fighting and not dying. Not 
Yeah, <laughs> they're just going. Yeah, they're just buggering off, aren't they? They're just going away. Yeah. And yeah. given that spite revenants are the usually the glassier ones, if you had a turn where you've got spite revenants and say kernoths with swords or something going in, fight first with the guys that you know are going to die. They run away, and then your opponent gets to swing back at the kernoths, and then you get to redeploy or whatnot. Yeah. So it's it's a very interesting one. And then Harvest mm-hmm. Boon, which is your bug rider, sorry. Uh, after deployment, before the first battle round begins, you move each of the friendly Harvest Boon, Spike Rider Lancers, Revenant Seekers unit up to 12 inches. And if both players what? can move units before the first battle round begins, <laughs> they must roll off and the winner chooses who moves their units first. 12 inches. Yes. Crikey. So after mm. deployment, before the first battle round. no... It, like you can move within nine, all of that. Jazz. There's no, you can't move within mm. nine inches or any of that. Mm. Okay, wow. so if both players can move units before <laughs> the first, yeah, it's really good. Okay, so yeah. uh, especially wow. when then you can just like yeet a unit, like activate it completely, and then just be like, lol, you can't even find me back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this big lols on this. I would have, I would have thought that after like letting dragons move in the hero phase was such a broken and fucked up mechanic uh this is actually a pre-game it's a pre-game move down it's completely different (laughs) (laughs) Uh, of course that's right i'm I'm because the dragons never did theirs first turn you know what i you know what i would love to though i would love to see like the rules writer in that moment where they realize that, like, they're like, yeah, so it's going to let them get back in the combat. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. They're not going to, you know, you'll have a small army. So this means that, you know, if your dragon gets caught on the side, they can move back in. And then the reality being like, and they all just use it turn one to alpha strike their opponent. Okay, fuck. And I could see them writing this one as well, right? Like writing Harvest Boon being like, they've got a 12-inch move before the game. So they're going to use it to, like, tactically screen or move stuff out or just to redeploy, like cunningly redeploy their line. Like they drew their opponent and they just used it to move forward now for strike turn one. Fuck. <laughs> why do we keep doing this? So it's like the, when they asked you, like, this is Bodie McBoatface all over again, yeah, just not yeah. anticipating what the internet's going to do. The with thing something. is, the thing is, is the output is like not uh, as severe know, as yeah. like, like the output's okay, but the output isn't like super severe. But the fact is, you just do not, re- you just do not return fire. Do not retaliate. Do not pass go. Do not strike back. Yeah, just mm. like, and I'm su- I'm sure someone's going to run because he's a battle line, right? So you could take a unit of nine. So he's going to yeet a nine forward, strike, and just frick off. Yeah, getting and, that nine holding within twelve of but, uh, but a tree would be tough. But to put it on the other foot, though, there is no limit to how many units can do this. So I know that their output isn't as good as dragons. However, you could have what, like a unit of nine, and then three units of three. It's like very expensive, could, though. Very expensive. Uh, true. Yeah. Very expensive. I'm just saying, just because the output isn't that of dragons, it doesn't mean that they can't still, they can't still just absolutely swarm you with these things. Clear off, say a screen, and then pile in. You know, anyway, uh, just interesting, interesting. So, what's your favourite? Shout out, uh, James. Which one's your favourite? Ah, oh, it's so hard to go with any of them when I haven't looked at the units properly yet. I, I, I mean, getting up in someone's face turn one is probably the one that stands out to me the most. Um, okay. But it's also probably the one I wouldn't play. Okay. But that's the one I'm going to go with. Nathan, what about you, baby? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, uh, I quite like the movement one, I guess, if I was going to play with them. 
Uh, just looking at the app to see what those spite spite rider lances do. They don't have any attacks, which is a problem. Um, <laughs> do, you want me to tell you, do you want me to tell you what they do? They are going to struggle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you want me to tell you what they do? Okay, so let's just talk about what they do because we'll just have I this mean, conversation they got, now. They got the strike first ability. Uh, if it charges, so they do, and their movement fourteen. <laughs> so they are. They're, so they're they're two hundred and ten points. Okay. Yeah. Right. For three. They're, right. For three, they've got five wounds each. That's an important point to talk about because I know a lot of people aren't really sure about that. So they've got five wounds each. So they're like uh, they're pretty chunky for two hundred and ten points. Uh-huh. Fifteen wounds, and uh, they are. Um, move 14 as Nathan says uh, they have got four attacks from the lance which is threes and threes ren two damage one they have got always strikes first on the turn that they charged right um, and at the end of each phase if any models were slain then uh, by an attack made by this unit you can heal all wounds allocated to this unit this doesn't mean returning a model obviously it's just yeah. like They've got five wounds, though, so you take one bug down to four, and they kill a zombie that heals four wounds, apparently. Uh, and then, um, so four attacks, three threes, rend two, damage one, and then the sharp mandibles on the bug is three attacks, four threes, rend one, damage one. So it's not like the scariest profile you've ever seen when it comes to out. No. Okay. But no. they are really mobile, especially if you've got that 12-inch move, so it's 26 inches. They pretty much pick what they want to fight. Yeah, they don't die either, do they? Well, okay, so there's some other little bits, because James has brought that up, which I think is a good one. Um, So you've got a standard bearer, uh, which means they get to pile in six inches as opposed to three inches. But it's it's not from six inches, though. No, they not already from have six to inches. be within three, which is so it's the it's the light. It's six inch pile in light. Yeah, uh, move yeah, up six cool. inches when they make a pile in instead of up to three inches. So they've got a six inch pile in, uh, mm. and they've also got a musician uh, who lets them rally on a five instead of a six. <sighs> but it gets worse. Why? Because one comes back, doesn't it? No, no, none come back. Oh, you heal one. You, you yeah. can you can heal the one you fight that was fighting, okay. and then you can um, uh, totally fair compared to something like Gut Rippers at one eighty. I agree. Uh, so so they're very fast, but I don't think they're that fighty. Thanks, Sonia mm. Payton, and happy happy Freedom Day to everyone in the US of A. Um, long may it continue. Um, uh, yeah, so like pretty good, right? Like yeah. fast. You could give them explosion sixes if you wanted to. You can give them an extra attack mm. from the uh, Arch Rev. Uh, oh no, yeah. you can only, no, sorry, you can only do that to Kurnoths, actually. Sorry, they've changed that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like, do you know what yeah. I like? I like the Revenant Seekers, while we're talking about it, because I'm just going to talk about them. Right? Oh, so okay, they're, yeah. they're three attacks each, fours, threes, ren two, damage two, on the Seekers. And then oh, wow. they've got three attacks, fours, threes, ren one, damage one. Right? Uh, they've got the Rally on the five up. They've got Pile in six inches. Right? But they've got the Harvest of the Lamentary and the Thrumming with Life. Right now, the throwing life is the one that we talked about already, where you heal them up fully. Mm. But the harvesters is really fun. Once per turn, at the end of your movement phase, you pick one friendly Sylvaneth unit with a wound characteristic of five <laughs> or less that is wholly within twelve inches of this unit, and roll a dice on a two-up. You return one slain model to that unit. Mm. Right? You cannot pick the same uh, unit to benefit from this ability more than once per turn. So that's what I was looking for. That's what you're looking for, buddy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't realise it was a multi-part kit. 
Oh, no, yeah, so it's, you could build one of the two. So you could do, like like Amanda said in the chat, you could have, like, six Kurnoth Hunters, get in a fight, do a bit of a dust-up. Oh, no, you've lost one. You just use these guys to put them back and then kind of use them as a cavalry. But they're very expensive. It's like the continuing theme mm. of this Sylvaneth book is that everything's actually pretty pricey. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, like... All I would say is, like, between Harvest Boon and them, and given how key galley vets are, like, to uh, objective play, with that 12-inch move plus fly plus a 6-inch six six inch pile in, uh, you, if they were put in bounty hunters, you could very easily take the, the majority of the galley vets out of your opponent's army. Like, you'd have to screen really well or have a lot of defense in depth to stop that. Like, a 12-inch move plus a... What's their movement? 14? Uh, 14, yeah. 14, yeah. So 12 inch move, uh, 14. 12, inch... Well, the Seekers are 12. The other ones are 14. Yeah. But yeah. even like 12, 12 charge, 6 inch pile in and fly on all of it, you would be hard pressed to stop them getting into your Galley Vets units turn one. Yeah. Uh, meaning that if they're bounty hunters with, you know, they don't, you don't need too much rent to get through. I think that they'd be a serious, I think that could be a serious problem to a lot of, a lot of armies. I don't know if it's got the output, like, but it's very yeah. fun and it's cute. And it's like, and it's like, this is what I mean. This is I would put these guys, by the way. So the the bugs, either either the lancers or the revenant. Uh, sorry, uh, the mm. lancers or the revenant seekers. Either of those, in my opinion, are like in a very fragile, very tricksy movement like list. Yeah, mm. or maybe they mm. they do that job in addition. I'm not really sure. Like they're not that fragile, right? They've got a four up save yeah. and they've got fifteen wounds, so they're not super fragile, right? But like. I don't know. Like, I'm not. I don't know. I, I'm not too bothered about them. Um, I think they're fast. Yeah, but they're like, right. yeah they're, they're good. Okay, so but, I mean, the hardwood one is also pretty good with the plus plus one a hit on three units. So that's pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, but and they're 235 points for the healing version, right? So mm -hmm. like, you put down a Kurnoth hunter a turn, but those Kurnoth hunters are now 230 points for the great bows and 250 points for scythes and swords. Right? So, yeah. Um, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about command traits really quick. Gnarled Warrior, right? This is a Sylvaneth hero, so this is any of the heroes. Yeah, ignore modifiers, so ethereal. Okay, so Durthu, mm -hmm. three up armor save, ethereal. Loving life. Fuck. Lord of Spice. Durthu, th three up armor save, ethereal in Oaken Brow, so he's always fighting it like his top tier sword. Just swinging it, baby. Just yeah. swinging it, right? That's cool, right? Um, I think they've yeah. given you a load of options to re run a load of different armies, and I think that's really fun. Silver Hero, in the combat phase, subtract one from the attack characteristics of melee weapons used by enemy units to a minimum of one that finish a piling move within three inches of this general at the end of that phase. So if you want to like yeet someone forward and then kind of like tank a bunch of damage and then make everyone have minus one attack, I don't see that being one that gets taken much anyway. Um, and then if this general's on the battlefield, this is the war singer. At the start of your movement phase, add three inches to the move characteristic of friendly Sylvaneth units that start a move wholly within 12 inches of this general. Now, I know that doesn't sound great, but, like, I quite like the idea of taking just some big blocks, kind of ignoring mm. the trees. Do you know what I mean? Like, just be like, oh, maybe I'll do a spell through it, I don't care. And just yeeting your army forward and be like, let's mm. fight. That'd be quite fun. Um, so I like War Singer. I think that's fun. Then mm. you've got uh, some Silver Death Wizards only. Nurtured by Magic is once per turn in your hero phase. If this general successfully casts a spell that is not unbound, you can pick one friendly Silver Death unit wholly within 18 inches of this general and heal D3. 
You're a spell singer when this general attempts to cast a spell. Fucking cast a spell. Before making a casting roll, you can pick one friendly awakened wildwood on the battlefield. And if you do so, that spell is successfully cast. Well done. Uh, not unbound. You must measure the range and visibility of that spell from the friendly awakened wildwood. Oh, so you get a portal. You get a spell portal. Hmm. Could you? You couldn't cast an endless spell through that, though, could you? When uh, when you this general attempts to cast a spell before making the casting roll, you pick one friendly awakened wildwood on the battlefield. I think yes, yes, because it's a spell to generate a um, to generate a purple sun onto the board, and, and we're not talking about anything else, are we? Obviously, this edition. Yeah. Right. Yes. So you can. <laughs> How many yeah, purple um... sins could you cast, though? Is it one or is it six? <laughs> it's, it's either. It's, I'm it's asking either, for a friend. It's either for one. Th- it's either one. Popular opinion. Three. Nathan's opinion. Five. My opinion. Ten. Okay, that's a different conversation, right? But anyway. my opinion, I think ten. I think ten purple suns. You got to play Zeke, and you can't do that in this. That's yeah. different. different uh, well, I yeah, I would say that to to anyone who at the moment says you can't cast endless spells through that, uh, all of the abilities that let you measure line of sight from something else or cast them through something else, like say the um, the the spell portal, they all have specific rules that limit or say how or things cast through or that things don't this doesn't say they don't and it doesn't limit what can or can't or how many yeah i i yeah i assume you can you just straight up can there's nothing stopping it yes hot goss right i love a bit of spell singer Mm. and i think that's one you'll see a lot radiant spirit each time a friendly silverness unit wholly within 12 inches of this general is affected by spell all the abilities of an endless spell on a four plus, you can ignore that effect. That's going to come in pretty key in the future, uh, I reckon. So a four up spell ignore and endless spell ignore. Mm. So, so you're, you're, oh, yeah. you're deciding that you get to ignore purple sun on a four up or you get to throw your purple sun through even deeper. There's only one answer, but I'll let you guys choose. Nathan, what of those, at, like, which of those command traits do you like the most? Um... I think I like the one we get. Ah, uh, I don't know. I know which one. I'm I think I, I, I think I like the the we turn the woods into spell portals. I think I like that one. That was the wrong pick, Nathan. Damn it, <laughs> James! What did you pick? The four up spell ignore. So every time you purple some me, I can ruin your day. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. The right pick. The right pick. And Dan, what about you? Uh, genuinely, like for for objective play, I actually like War Singer. Adding th- like a twenty four inch bubble and adding three inches to all their moves is rad. Um, but if I was breaking it down between Spell Singer and Radiant Spirit, I'd choose Spell Singer because Radiant Spirit only works on Sylvanet units wholly within twelve, and it only works on a four up. So you're only stopping it half the time. Whereas Spell Singer works every time. Whenever you cast a spell, it works. Uh, okay, yeah, like, yeah, I, I think that's good. I, I like Spell Singer. I'm doing Spell Singer all the time. Although, maybe there's a War Singer one where I just yeet a load of Colonel Hunters forward and just be like, <laughs> or something. I don't know, but whatever. Uh, okay, so Spell Singer is really good, especially with some Purple Sun Trixies, especially when we talk about the artifacts. We'll talk about the wizard ones first because they're kind of fun. Acorn of the mm. Ages, do a Wildwood. Luneth's Lamp. The bearer can attempt to banish one invocation in the hero phase, and if they are not a priest, in addition, add two to the dispelling rolls and banishment for the bearer. <laughs> mm. No, no, zero that. Get How out. many invocations are even left? How dare you? 
James, the flame spitter, right? Yeah, him. For he's fire he's turned into everyone's incarnate now, though, right? What about the suns? <laughs> what, what about the hex gorgeous soul, uh, skulls? With all the purple suns out there, the corn songs are up for the hex gorgeous skulls. Do the daughters of Cain's ones still count as invocations? Or are they spells? Or no? One of them's an invocation and two of them are spells, I think. Which one's think an invocation? I'm pretty certain the Heart of Cain is... How many times might... have you seen the Heart of Cain? It's pretty much auto-include in Daughters of Cain nowadays. Mm. Everything in Daughters of Cain is always auto-include. Yeah. <laughs> because, auto. because they're amazing and you can fit them. Uh, you know what? The only reason to take this would be if you had a, a spare one and the fact that it effectively gives you an extra attempt to get... Uh, no, but what does it fucking matter? You don't... like. I'm just trying to think of any invocations that are truly game-breakingly too, too strong. Much, it's much, too much thought, because uh, I'm about to yeah, say the I next thing. Plus two to dispel would be interesting. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, plus two to dispelling cool. rolls and banishment rolls. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, however, the Versipal Gem, the Versipal Gem, once per turn in your hero phase, before the, the Barret attempts to cast a spell from the Lore of the Deep Wood only... Instead of making a casting roll for that spell, you can say that we use the Versible Gem. If you do so, that spell is automatically cast. Do not make a casting roll and cannot be unbound. And after the resolving the effect, the bearer suffers a mortal wound on a roll of a, a D3 mortal wound on a roll of a one. Cool. Okay. Done. What? Yeah, every, that one. every time. <laughs> every once per turn. Fucking hell. Yeah. Which is yeah. Good. What? I'll, I'll take. I, I, I just don't get it. Once per game, I could understand. But being like, hey, you know how we made this game about rolling dice and then you roll some dice and your opponents roll dice and you try to beat each other and that's the game. You're like, yeah, yeah. I, that's why I love Warhammer. It's like, just don't. What? Just don't. Play chess. Yeah. Let's be chess is basically what that rule is. It's like, that's, you just get to do it. That's good, right? And then you've got Artifacts of Power. This is the other ones. You've got the Greenwood Gladius, which is add D3 attacks uh, to a weapon. That phase, at the start of the combat phase, roll D3, add the results to the attack characteristic. So you can just have a, just a fucking Chad Durthu just smashing people's faces up. Yeah. So love that. Nice. That's great. Uh, Sylvaneth Hero. Um, this is all for Sylvaneth Heroes. Crown of Fell Bowers. At the start of the combat phase, pick one enemy within six inches of bearer and add one to wound rolls for attacks made by friendly Sylvaneth units that target in that phase. It's kind of fun. I like that. That's a fun little trick. Plus one to wound for Sylvaneth units that target it. Um, if god monsters or gargants become an issue, you can just be like, right, everyone, plus one to wound. Let's go. Um, especially when, don't forget, you can pick three units with plus one to hit army-wide. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you got Cedar Rebirth. First time the bear is slain on a two plus, you bring the model back uh, with D three wounds back on its thing. So artifacts of power, artifacts mm. of power. What are you thinking, James? I'll go with you first. What do you want to choose? Oh, uh, I think like the crown's pretty pretty stonks. Like I feel like at the beginning in any other book that would have been once per game. Which one the the, the crown plus one to wound. Fell mm. oh. Bowers, oh. plus one to wound. Okay. Okay. I quite like that one. Let's start the combat phase. Uh, Dan, what are you thinking? Uh, I think the Seed of Rebirth is actually strong in an army with so much healing. Um, like if, if it's on a Durthu or something big that you can make tough to go down. But Versible Gem, you'll, you'll see it in every single list. What, like, you could just, because that way you can have one wizard with a couple of spells, and you guarantee they cast their spell every turn. 
That's quite like, nice. Like it's there's where's the question in it? It's far too strong. I would be I'll be shocked. But to also see can't lists. be unbound. That's the thing, right? Like you're literally you've got like a, a little thing that goes up against Teclas who's like or the Nagash are like, I am the god of magic. And they're like, Yeah, but I have I got this rock. So <laughs> yeah. Nathan, which is your favourite baby? Uh well of those last three. Oh, um, of all of them. Of all of them. Of the... all of them, obviously the gem is the best one. Uh yeah. Just don't roll dice. That's but the answer. Just, if you want to roll yeah, dice, just don't. Just really good. As long as the law of the deep wood is all right, then that's the one. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. Yeah, if the law of if the law of the deep wood sucks dick, then I mm. wouldn't bother. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think uh, yeah, just be, everyone pointed out the versatile gem was the same in the old book. Yeah, but then the whole and, book, but the whole book was also hot fucking garbage trash fire. So and I, what I'd also say to that as well, it may, it was the same in the old book, yes, but magic was in a very different place in the old edition of the game. Like it's not just that 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 has changed. The fact that that character can now cast automatically through trees, drawing line of sight from trees, which is effectively anywhere on the board because you'll have four at the start of the game, your opponent can't counter it. So they can't stop you having line of sight to the entire board. They can't stop you casting the spell and your line of sight and range is drawn from four different areas on the board. That is bonkers compared to what it was in the previous edition. Yeah, but like the the, 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 the spells or whatever. So Throne of Vines mm. is uh, cast on a nine and if successfully cast at the end of each phase, until the start of your next hero phase, you can heal one wound allocated to the caster, which is wicked. Right? At the end of each phase, mm. until the next hero phase, right? Love that. Your right. next or the next? It's your next. Your next. So if you're top of the turn, you know you're going to heal like 10 or whatever. Yeah. How wicked is that? But it's cast on a 9. Yeah. Right. So it's very, yeah. very tough to cast. Um, I could you... just take the artifact that does D3 wounds to me, but guarantee the cast of it. Well, it only does D3 to you on a one up, and yeah. also you could you could also take you could also take the command trait, or you could be you could you could do the 3D6 instead if you wanted. The yeah. first time you cast a spell in uh, in Naru, so that's pretty good. Um, mm. Okay, so regrowth, uh, pick a unit within 18 inches, cast on a five, heal D6 uh, nice. wounds. So that's lovely. Dwellers below is a range of 12 inches, um, and you roll a dice for each model in that unit. On a five-up, they suffer a mortal wound, so it's a horde-clearing spell, which I think, Dan, mm-hmm. is probably the one that like maybe will concern you most, being able to mm-hmm. just like turn one, do it to us through a tree, out to someone else. like That's an issue. That's the and also I I play dwarves and I played dwarves in Warhammer Fantasy and this spell also hurt my soul and my dwarves in Warhammer Fantasy so I'm still scarred. Yeah. It's a it's a, a long long scarred. Also a great podcast, The Dwellers Below. Um, mm. Then you got Deadly Harvest, which is uh, <laughs> casting value of six and a range of three inches. If successfully cast, each enemy unit within range of the caster suffers D three mortal wounds. Okay, now this that's, is quite that's good through through the tree as well that's great through the tree especially mm. if they're within an inch of the tree and they also take more d3 mortal wounds yeah right that's pretty good i love that one i think there's definitely a, a but it's weird because you've got to you can do like aoe mortal wounds but everyone's got to go near your trees and like, well, like fucking come near the trees 
Um, <laughs> like, you got but Virtus- with the amount of yeah, you can make it hard for people to operate without being around them. I think maybe yeah. I like, and I like- also people are going to want to go near them to block the teleporting. Mm. So yeah, at which point but- you like go like you do D three mortal wounds. And then you do this, and then, um, and I'm pretty certain that Deadly Harvest is different to the War Song spell, so we'll talk more about that in a bit. Uh, so you've got Verduous Harmony. It's cast on a seven and a range of 18 inches. If successfully cast, pick one friendly Sylvaneth unit wholly within range, visible to the caster. You can return one slain model to that unit, and if you picked Dryads or Tree Revenants or Spite Revenants units, you can return up to D. Three, so you could take those other little flat, the little bugs, mm. you could cast this spell, and you could be like two Colonel Thunders into a unit if you wanted, mm. which I think is quite mm. fun. Um, and then you got Tree Song cast on a seven and a range of 16 inches. If successfully cast, pick one friendly Awaken Wildwood within range of the caster till the start of the next hero phase. Improve the Ren characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly Sylvaneth units by one while they're wholly within nine inches of that mm. Awaken Wildwood. So that's a fun little like. You know, you take your big brick of like six bugs, you pregame move them twelve inches, you cast this spell, yeah, um, and then you you move them again, you do a charge, probably turn one, you won't be in range, so it's probably not a turn one thing. But then like you, they're going to go up to rend three on the the lances there, which would be quite fun. Dash a purple mm-hmm. sun through another tree, rend four, baby. I feel like every conversation we have, you somehow get purple sun into it. <laughs> what would you like for lunch, Rob? Oh, something with a purple sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called the purple sun. It's called the purple fun. That's his okay, name. Sorry. That's its name. The purple fun. Uh, so, of all those spells, <laughs> what makes you? What do you like? What are you liking? What, what combos are tickling your little pickle at the moment? Uh, do you want to try and blow up trees and do D three extras? Do you want to keep mm-hmm. adding heals uh, with the D six wound heals? What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. I want the janky cast on a nine heal and wound every phase. Just because I know I'm going to forget, my opponent's going to forget, and then they'll be like, oh, I've got no shooting phase. And you'll be like, what? Heal or wound? Okay, perfect. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to charge this round. You go, oh. Uh, heal or wound. As, as long as any you hit shot? the uh, chest block every time you do yeah. that. Any, yeah. any battle shock? No? <laughs> heal or wound? <laughs> um, that would be, again, devastating on like a Durthu that runs into the middle of your army. Auto like it's the general and is a spell singer, so auto casts throne of vines on itself and can't be unbound. Yeah, I like the combo that we're getting from Uthvich in the chat. Tree Lord Ancient summons a tree, cast tree song, so there's uh, the plus one rend, uh, charge the seekers and then fade out, baby. Yeah, so you're like, what the hell just happened? You put a tree down, now you rend three, yeah, and then you've sodded off and haven't even struck. You you shell shocked, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Playing against Silverneth is like going to be playing against a 1980s flasher. Yeah? He's just going to walk up, <laughs> show you his balls, and run off. You're going to be like, what just happened? What is this? I feel like it would be one of those games where there's like a three-hour thing where they're like, okay, I've hit you here, then I disappear. Now I have to take my <coughs> models off the board and then redeploy them. It's, it's a long game. A long it, game of waiting while you get hit and then moved. It's like fighting them in kangaroos again. Maybe, but all right, I'll, I'll make it easy for you. Chris has got a combo. Tree Lord Ancient, summon a tree, just yeet the purple sun in turn one. Purple fun. <laughs> I prefer that. At least I could be, you know, at lunch quicker. All right, I have a purple uh, purple sun etiquette question for all of you right now. Do you mm-hmm. roll the one yourself, or do you make your opponent roll the dice? I, I, 
it depends on who I want to hurt. Like, if I really want to hurt them, they roll the dice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's so much more emotionally devastating if you roll the dice that takes off your own model. Oh, 100%. I'm making them roll it all the time. Nathan, Every what are you time. thinking? Yeah, uh, I guess if you want to be that way inclined. Uh, I mean, they could just refuse to roll it, and then you'd have to roll it eventually. Or okay. you could just spend the whole game waiting. See Can I ask you a question, or... Rob? Yeah, sure. What's up, boss? When man? you ask me to roll a dice... Yeah, sure. Is a, there... A D6. Yeah, okay. But is there a rule on how I roll the dice? Is there a rule? Do you have any the... rules? Yeah, because specifically if I don't throw six, it at me. Specifically don't throw it at me. the dice on a four and drop it so it bounces and probably ends up on a four, what do you do then? Are you like, well, you've rolled that dice wrong? And I'm like, well, no, I, you asked me to roll your dice. I didn't really want to touch well it, done. so I just you did fixed it this it. way. You fixed it. That's probably, that's probably it. well done. There you, go. <laughs> you fixed it. That's, why, it. that's why James oh, is really one. fun to play against. Uh, did you roll, roll a one? A one. Yeah. You have to come and help me next weekend now. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, what's, what, what's, what, Nathan, what song, uh, what spell s- sings to you? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's not as strong a spell, though. So it probably doesn't make that gem as tempting as it sounded. Heal um, D6, though. Heal D6. Can't yeah, abide it. Yeah, yeah. Probably that or the the Rend one, the tree song. The Rend one's good, isn't it? That's like good. That Although I think you have got decent Rend on some of your units anyway, don't you? Yeah, baby. Yeah, plenty of Rend. Plenty of Rend. Okay, so that's the Lord of the Deepwood, which means mm. we've done all of the things we need to talk about. This is all the pre-prep. So we know that we've got extra spell casts if we want. We could do exploding sixes. We could have bigger tree ranges. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through this path to glory on this absolutely official <laughs> PDF, uh, which I am using. Okay, we're not, obviously not going to talk about battle tactics and crime strategies. No one cares. They've got a core battalion, which is made up of loads of tree lords, agents and tree lords. <laughs> Hilarious. Right, so let's skip. Okay. Um, uh, Alariel, the Ever Queen, she moves she moves 16 inches. She's got 16 wounds with a three up armor save. And she has got no ward save at all. Okay. Which is. She's got to stay consistent, right? Uh? She's got to stay consistent. Yeah. uh, I mean, you could, you could pick the, you could pick the season. So she'll end up with a six up ward. Pick up the burgeoning. Yeah. Yeah, The burgeoning. Oh, Nathan, you're on it. Fuck yeah. Uh, With a six up ward. She's got a spear of Kurnath, 24 inches. Fucking let's go. Hits on a two, only one attack. Two. She's got a good arm, isn't she? Yeah, wounds on a two. Yeah, fucking eats it. Ren two, and it's flat damage six. Okay. Um, narrative question. Um, I'm ready. It's called Spear of the Kernel. It's all about the narrative, baby. All about it. It says it on my mug. Yep. Yeah. Did she kill it? Did the she Spear kill of Kernel? No. No. Rumors, rumors abound of Kernel returning. Just She's just got a spear. You sure she didn't kill him? You know when you get when you when you wake <clears> up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm a bit cold. I put my hoodie on, and then you realise yeah. your girlfriend's stolen your hoodie. I reckon it's that I mean, situation. I, I, my main plan is that I have enough hoodies that there is not a problem. <laughs> all right, big bucks. All right, <laughs> good all right, all right, all right, Mister. I've got lots of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I love that's... That's what how a weird around. I have enough clothes that I don't need one hoodie. Just... Yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> I don't even know who Kernoth is, don't remember. 
Okay, he's, the well, god of the hunt. he's obviously got loads well, of spears because she's lobbing them around all over the place. Yeah. I forgot yeah. who he was called that. I remember yeah. his model. It was kind of ugly. He had little sheep with yeah. him. Yeah. No, badgers. No, they weren't badgers. They were sheeps, weren't they? Badgers. Badgers. I'll bring him back just for speckles. Okay, that's true. <laughs> uh, right, look at Mr. Moneybags there with two hoodies. <laughs> uh, right, anyway. <laughs> so, Spiracodoth uh, basically could do a flat six damage at range, which is pretty nice. Um, yes, he was called Orion. You all. He had, yeah, wasn't he Kurnothy? Wasn't he that? God of the Hunt. Yeah, it was Orion. I, You're all truly, wrong. it probably doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Matters to me, Dan. Yeah. Right. Sitting over there on your throne of hoodies. Yeah. yeah. Thing. Don't need no cushion. <laughs> yeah. Right, listen. Uh, the talent of dwindling, it was her melee weapon, has got four attacks, threes and, th threes and fours, no rend damage, one. Uh, and then, uh, but there's more to say on that. And then she's mm. got the great antlers of the bug that she's enslaved. Four attacks, Slave. threes and twos, rend two, damage five. So you get oh. 20 damage from the, the beat when it goes in. Bosh, get it off, right? Pretty good. Rend two. If you cast that spell, rend three. I don't want to say it, but there's another way to get another rend as well. Won't Pebbles say. fun! <laughs> Pebbles fun! <laughs> rend four. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, the NDN plant. Eggplant. Yeah. The uh, awful aubergine. So she heals 2d6, right, in every hero phase. In addition, once per battle, at the end of your hero phase... If this unit has been destroyed, if she's been killed, you can roll a dice and add the number of the current battle round. On a 6+, plus, you can set up this unit on the battlefield holding than 12 inches of an overgrown terrain feature or a friendly awakened wildwood, more than 9 inches from all enemy units and with 8 wounds allocated to it. So half of her wounds left. Okay, And it's at the end of the hero phase, so then she won't heal. So she heals 2d6 at every hero phase. She's pretty brilliant, let's be honest. Especially when there's a, cell, mm. a spell for another D6 heal as well. The allegiance ability gives you one per hero phase. You've got heroic actions. So she should take any damage and not kill her. She should have the opportunity to be close mm. to full health again the next, uh, that in her next hero phase. Do you know what? You and can then, do that. Go for it. You could roll a one. Roll like a one. purple sun Yeah. Purple fun. Purple fun. Don't talk Just about it Just putting it, right it out there. Oh, but oh, she out. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so my question would be though yeah. does she count as being destroyed like oh, for instance let's say... yeah it's slain no no i mean like uh not purple sun i like let's say you needed to kill the general or you know like like for whatever you use her to slay a monster like battle tactic wise mm. could you score for killing the general like does she count as the general if she comes back like say she was the general she gets killed she comes back is it like a summoned unit that's added to your army now or does she count as the same no it's unit? the same one mm. okay uh except so, uh yeah because it's this unit it's not a unit like it they're normally very specific with that so it's just that mm. one it's not a summoned version I so, yeah, so you I just, it means you can come back from round four yeah mm. um pretty pretty comfortably uh, that pretty nice, um, but you could get her back from round two, right? Which is pretty cool. So it means that you can like run around with her and like batter stuff. Mm. And if they don't kill her back, and she's got three up armor save, then maybe you know you don't take her off the board. Like 
honestly, I think that she's not terrible. Like, I think she's got some real play. Uh, also, mm. on the charge, she does D6 mortal wounds to the D3 uh, on a two-up if she's fighting one-wound models, like an impact hits. She's mm. got the ability to summon a unit of dryads up to 20 models, 10 tree revenants, f 10 spike revenants, one unit of colonel hunters, a branch rich, or a tree lord. So her, her points cost is already lower than it is already, if that makes sense, because she can summon mm. something, which is pretty good, right? Um, uh, like, she's not a war master. She casts three spells, and she unbinds three spells, so she's a great caster, better than uh, a Lord of Change. Um, she's got uh, retreat and still shoot and charge later in the turn. So, like, yeah, she's going to be... She's going to be all over the place. And at the end of any phase, if any wounds are inflicted, this unit's Talon of the Dwindling. Uh, on a six, that enemy model is slain. So she's mm. her own purple sun. She's like a shit purple sun because she needs to hurt them first, whereas the purple sun just needs to be close. Yeah, right. Um, and Greg is saying, you can only attempt to roll once per game to bring her back to life, by the way, uh, which is the kicker. So if you try early and you fail, you can't do it again, right? She's got no she's got no bonus to casting. I agree, uh, but she could be in the sub faction where she rolls three d six, or she could just cast cogs on the board, right? Which isn't bad, I don't think. Uh, you got metamorphosis, which she casts, uh, which is um, uh, you pick one immune with the range visible to the caster and roll a number of dice equal to the casting roll for each three plus. The unit suffers one mortal wound. Um, mm -hmm. And if that unit is destroyed by the mortal wound, you set up a wood, and then you've got another one. The last ability is brilliant. So that's her spell. That's her special spell. So a bunch of mortal wounds uh, if you roll really high. So it's like an ogre charge, but for spells. And then finally, she's got right of life, which is once per battle, all of the terrain is overgrown. Nice. Once per battle, which is cool. So there's, is that herdstone at the back of the board? Turn it into overgrown once per turn uh once yeah. per battle and then do a teleport through it if they've left it oh i see you've put your um more pot down and you've left it unattended guess what overgrown <laughs> teleport it's trees now everything's yeah. true she's effectively <laughs> that that uh saturday night live or whatever with don Cheadle as captain planet being like everything's a tree like that's that's effectively all she's doing yeah that's a, that's a, i love that so shoot shoot mm. that's a fun one so a lariel on the board yeah you put the tree lord out when does she do it once about at the start of your hero phase yeah so once about at the end of your movement phase so different times right um but you basically will be able to summon a tri uh, tree lord throw it through yeah and smash a herdstone to, down which would be fun like smash it to rubble and do some fun little fun bits so uh, with all that said, everything that she does in this army, she's 840 points. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, uh, what do you all think? Uh, Nathan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I guess it's quite hard to point up something that costs that does that many things, but yeah, she seems good. Uh, yeah, it's unsure whether she's worth the 800 points. I, it's, I guess the real question is, is do we think that the, the 16 wounds that she's got... Like, I personally think you could have some real play with her like in a game. Like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I honestly she's do. She's got proper output and and other uses to the army. Yeah, it just, yeah. I mean, that turning everything into an overgrown thing, that's super strong. They're all... She's got loads of good abilities. Hmm. 
Yeah. Big summons. Like, it's just whether or not we think that 16 wounds on a 3-up is enough of a tank. Right? I guess. But I, I, I don't necessarily think that she's looking to be a tank. Like, 16 wounds with the amount of healing they have available to them uh, is pretty strong. Plus, on top, the fact that you get to have her twice. Because, so you're either, you're taking a shot to bring her back if you really, really need her, or you wait until you can absolutely guarantee that she can come back. Like, on turn five, she automatically comes back. You can't fail, right? Oh, I love uh, what MJ's saying in the chat. Love yeah. this. Just yeet her forward, then just use the strike and fade ability and just teleport her back. Yeah? Mm. Just keep having Alariel just, just dashing in all the time. Yeah? Like a really yeah. aggressive and Santa. She... And I think she can still <laughs> retreat and charge, can't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah she can and retreat she, and charge. Yeah. But also, she's not 840 points, is she? Because they get three Kernoth Hunters for free. Which are 250 you, points. So and she's get, she's 600 points. And yeah. you get her twice as well. Like Potentially, I think it's like, on I know, a dice roll. I know that that's built into the points, but... It's a I, dice roll, Dan. The game's about dice rolls. Good. Oh, Everything should be a dice roll. Well done, James. Got two of them. Well, <laughs> go on, Dan, what are you going to say? No, I, I think, I actually do think that her stonks are up. They haven't been for a very long time. I think, I'm not necessarily saying she's the strongest thing uh, in the book, and I'm not sure if we will see too much of her, but I think she is now viable where she hasn't been for a very long time. Oh, man, I reckon you could do some super fun stuff with her. Like, I don't, mm. I, like, I reckon she just gets yeeted by some things, but just, like, turn one, just, just dosh her in, teleport back. That's interesting, right? Like, she's very expensive, though. Six like, long strikes firing twice. Well, you can't now. You can only have three long strikes firing twice. <laughs> <laughs> but you can shoot 15 bow snakes at her no problem uh, every yeah. turn it's fine. Twice, twice but she'd heal you gotta kill her in one well it's actually two yeah hero phase and shooting phase it's two. Oh yeah okay no yeah. but you've got you've got to kill her she yeah you have got to kill her yeah that's true she will heal 2d6 i healed um, three yeah <laughs> i only healed four i'm probably dead <laughs> you're probably dead sorry Nathan, what you like her? Do you like her? You think she's good? Yeah, yeah, uh, she's got play definitely. Uh, if if somebody likes uh, likes her, then you mm. can definitely make her work. I think. Yeah, uh, Greg in the chat seems to really like her. I think that the strike and fade is really good. I like the strike and fade. I think that's really fun as well. Mm. But you would build a whole list around Alariel, right? Like that would be yeah, a trick. yeah, yeah. She'd be very dominant thing... in your army, wouldn't she? What? Thanks to even though, oh sorry, I was just going to say thanks to LNRDI for raiding us. Hello, we're in we're a Warhammer live stream, powered by these snacks. If anyone and coffee, I I think the thing is, and this is maybe less about rules, but just about every Sylvaneth player I know. Never has never really run her or has run her once and then never again. But they all own her because it is a spectacular model. She's really cool. As a concept, you want to use her. Um, so I really like that she is usable now um, because I think that, that you are going to see her just because of the combination of she's usable, she's awesome, and it's a spectacular centerpiece model for armies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. Alan and Day, my favourite Warhammer talk show. <laughs> QE. Uh, all right. Okay. So, Alariel, I think, got play, chops. You're going to do some really fun stuff with it. Love Alariel. 
off you go. Would I like to have seen... I mean, you could give her a six at Ward, I guess, if that's what you're really, like, uh, mm. rolling on. Like, I don't know. Okay, Lady of Vines. Ten wounds with three up armor save and moves eight inches. Yeah, is a, a unique character, so no artifacts or anything. Right, Bravery 10. Uh, also got a spear that fires 18 inches. Twos and twos, rend one, but is D6 damage. So that's fun. Uh, and then three mm. attacks in combat, threes, threes, rend one, D3 damage. And then four attacks... Threes, threes, rend one, damage two. So quite fighty, ultimately. Right? Yeah. Right? Now, Warmaster, uh, so we'll count as a general, so I have an 18-inch uh, command bubble. Mm-hmm. Cast two spells, unbinds two spells, like Lord of Change for some reason. Uh, has the Viridian Crown. Friendly Sylvanath units wholly within six inches of this unit are treated as being wholly within six inches of an awakened wildwood. Mm. Right? Uh-huh. Which is right? How cool is that? So if you want exploding sixes, yeah, yeah. then you could just have it by just carrying mm. the Lady of Vines around with you. Can't she also just teleport people everywhere? Uh, yeah. Can she? Yeah. I think so. How can she? She, she a mobile teleport? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. She's, she's a, a mobile teleport. Yes, yes. Good point. Yes. Yeah. So, so you she... teleport her and then teleport everyone to her. But it's it's also that you but her range is only but six inches. Like outside of six inches, she doesn't count as a wildwood anymore. So it, it would be a smaller bubble. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but it means that she's always in the bubble, so she can strike and fade. She can go somewhere. Yeah. And then just disappear. Yeah. So and also, so you can't teleport to her, right? So models mm. can go into her, but they can't come out of her. So I'll say that very no. clearly, right? <laughs> You can't go into the Lady of Vines, but you can can come out of her. No, no, you can you can dine and dash on the Lady of Vines, but you can't go to dinner with her. Yeah, nailed like it. you can walk out on the check, but you can't come to the date. Exactly, nailed it. Yeah, right. So uh, that's pretty good though, because it just allows you like a mobile piece to do loads of like abilities around. I love that. I think that's really clever. And then you've got the Writhing Vines. The start of the combat phase, if this unit is within three inches of an enemy unit, you can say that this unit will either create a protective barrier or ensnare foes. So you basically can make it so you're minus one to hit or they're plus one to be hit, if that makes sense. For this. Nice. So you can either make Lady of Vines minus one to be hit or she can have plus one to hit against the enemy. And then Rouse to Wrath. Once per battle, if this unit is on the battlefield, you can get ten Dryads on a two-up and it has to be summoned within nine inches of uh, a wood or whatever the fuck it's called, the, the things. So basically, she's worth 100 points less because on a two-up, you'll be able to get yourself 10 dryads, right? Which I think is nice. And then she's got a spell, which is Aspect of the Ever Queen, which is, I really like this, right? It's cast on a seven and a range of 12 inches, and if successfully cast until your next hero phase, friendly Sylvaneth units have a ward of five plus while they're wholly within range of the caster. Mm. So she gives a wholly within 12-inch yeah. five-up ward bubble. Yeah. That's not a we- bad little 24-inch uh, inch zone. I like that because also, like, yeah. you know, you just put her next to, like, two, like I don't know, a Durthu or two units of six hunters, yeah, and you just be like, cool, we're all just got a five-up ward. It's cast on a seven. You don't have any bonuses to cast unless you take her in... Um, uh, yeah, unless you take her in the right mm. sub-faction where you can do it on a mm. 3d6, right? Yeah. Um, or there's cogs on the board. So it's a little bit tough, tougher to achieve, thanks to Argor for, for subscribing. Um, a little tough to achieve. But, like, 
I don't know. I quite like it. Five up bubble counts as mm. pretty fighty. Is a two cast wizard war master. I think there's huge stonks on Lady of Vines yeah. personally, right? Yeah. But is it? But it is expensive. It's three hundred and twenty five points for the Lady of Vines. You'll see. You take, her. But if you take the dryads off, it's two hundred twenty five. Yeah, she's. I think she's worth those points definitely. Mm. I think yeah. you will see her. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's just based on a specific build. But I like it. Mm. I think it's I fun. think you'll see more of her than Alariel. Mm, yeah, maybe. I think like some people will just like yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I re- um, I reckon her stock for me personally, her stonks are higher than Alariel's. Okay. I know what that, that seems ridiculous. But... What are you thinking? Uh, she's interesting, I think. I think interestingly, maybe you'll see less of her at the start because she's in a FOMO box. Yep. And maybe people won't want to spend the £45 that she probably sells out on her own on eBay, especially since the book came out and she's good. But I, so what was she, sorry, 300 and... 300 20, points? 325, I think. 325? Like, mm. she's no more than a Stormcast hero. And they all get played. And I think she just brings mm. so many options. I think, like, all yeah. those triggers from her being a little tree person, she really yeah. probably wants that 5 award for herself. Um, and you'd probably cry if she got purple fund. So, yeah, probably take her. Yeah, but Every time. Uh, Chris points out, and I think it's a good point, she can't hide in the woods at 10 wounds, so it might be better mm. at 9 wounds. Um, then you've got Dreitcher, also 10 wounds, can't hide with a 3-up armor save, moves 9 inches. Um, so she's got a colony of flitter furries, which is 12-inch range, 10 attacks, 3s and 3s, rend 1, damage 1. She's also got a swarm of squirmlings, which are 10 attacks, 3s and 3s, minus 1, um, damage one. So basically, it's all the same profile. So at the start of each battle round, you get to choose whether you're going to have the colony of flitter flurries have 20 attacks, which is the shooting attack, or the swarm of squirmlings have 20 attacks <laughs> instead of 10, right? Um, which is quite fun. And I think he probably is also a war master, but can only cast one spell, uh, sad face. Um, so. Uh, I think you're probably mainly going to choose combat, so you get 20 attacks in combat. Mm. Um, uh, but... Is it 20? Is it not 10 yeah. and 10? No, it's, oh, yeah, they but... are 10 and 10, but at the start yeah. of each battle round, you can choose whether you're enraged oh. or embittered uh, right? okay. with an ability, right? and then you get to basically add either plus 10 attacks onto the shooting attack, uh, the okay. colony of flitter flurries, yeah. or 10 onto the squirmlings. That okay. The only and thing in the flitter flurries... All the scrimmings do uh, do mortal wounds on sixes. Uh, they no no they don't. I don't think they do. Oh yeah, the they do. They do. Yes, well, they do. Sorry. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. If an unmodified hit oh. roll for an attack made by with colony flit flurries or a swarm of squirmlings is a six, <laughs> right? Yeah, you'd probably go for the shooting one. But you think why? Um, well, you just go for whatever you, you need. Yeah, I mean. It depends if you're in range to shoot, I guess, which you would be, because if you're in range to shoot, then you're probably in range to charge. Charge, so mm-hmm. you would shoot and then charge, maybe. Oh, well, so, you get, you... so you get so you get thirty. Yeah, well, you're getting twenty twenty, aren't you? Anyway, yeah, well, it... you get yeah, you get oh yeah, no, you still get the other ten, don't you? Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. go for the shooting, but then also if you ever get, if anybody ever tries to charge you, you can just stand and shoot and. 
posing with. My only thoughts, my only thoughts are next. once she's in combat, someone will fight her back, and then in their turn, I'll still have another twenty attacks. Yeah. Where I won't be using the shooting. Oh, in, yeah. in that turn. So I was thinking yeah. it feels a bit more economical. No, but... she'll just fight fade away. Yeah, well, yeah, Greg makes a good point in the chat. <laughs> uh, the shooting is okay. You can try and plink off a character behind the shooting, charge in, and then strike and fade away and repeat, mm. uh, which I think is fun. Uh, mm. Like yeah. Every Sylvaneth player is currently like this. I'm going to charge in, strike and fade away with a Lariel, yeah, Drycher, yeah. Yeah, Lady Vines, six Colonel Thunters. I'm like, it's one unit. Which one are you pick in? They're like, all of them. Give it me all, all, <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Uh, so that's Trycher. Um Oh, wait, hold on. You can add one to the wound rolls for uh, Spite Revenants units while wholly within 18 inches of this unit, which is quite a nice buff. Plus one to wound. Mm. It's pretty cool. Make a bunch yeah. of Spite Revenants, especially if you take her in the sub-faction where you can fire and fade two two units but one of them have to be spite revenants so you can yeah. go for like 15 spite revs 15 spite revs make them battle line yeah have these in and then give plus one to wound and just activate both units to spite revenants like teleport both away so charge in fight run away right cool yeah, yeah we like that uh yeah, joel yeah. strike and fight away seems pretty good it's i think it's interesting and then primal terror has a spell so this is her spell cast on a six in a range of 12 inches you roll 2d6 um, uh, each enemy unit within range that has a braver characteristic lower than the roll suffers D3 mortal wounds. So if we wanted to yeah. try and add on to our AoE spell thing, we wouldn't take her probably. But like no, that's but still like, interesting. This actually brings up a, a thing that I have I, is doesn't work in Age of Sigma at the moment. There are a number of things like that that are based off of roll this, and if it's higher than bravery, this happens, and it's broken. Like they don't work because all units either have high bravery or the ones that those abilities work on don't care about losing a handful of models because they're grots or they're clan rats or something like that. I actually wish, like, you go back to when bravery for me was interesting and that was kind of the first couple of editions where you had Stormcast were like bravery five. So if they lost one, or they were bravery six rather, so if one died, you could still roll a six and one would run away. Now bravery across the board is just so high. There's so many armies or abilities that automatically ignore battle shock or like buffs to bravery. It just disappoints me because I think bravery should be a much more interesting mechanic than it currently is. Should try being a squig, bro. Super important. Um, uh, <laughs> the, war song, the war song revenant moves eight inches. It's got seven wounds and a five up armor save, but it does have a four up ward save. Um, it's got five attacks in combat that are damaged too, so it's quite nice. Um, now, it's got an ability called a Lariel Song, which is plus one bravery to Sylvaneth units while they're holding within 12 inches of any friendly units with this ability. Um, uh, so, yeah, there's that. And then you've got the Wildwood Revenants. Add one to casting, dispelling, unbinding rolls for this unit while it's within nine inches of any overgrown terrain features. So, as we talked about earlier, you could take the artifact that makes it minus two to, di to its dispels if you wanted to. Um, mm. So, minus three would be really quite useful. Um, but add one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls. So just keep that in your mind. So that's pretty good, especially with re-rolls. And with the two casts. Stuff. Yeah, so two cast, two unbind wizard. Uh, is, and that, then... um, is that as good as a Lord of Change? It is. <laughs> uh, and then you've got the Unleash... Isn't he better than a Lord of Change? Actually, he is, because he's got a built-in buff on his War Scroll. He's also got War And save. a ward. 
Yeah, let's not talk about that. So he's only got seven wounds, though, right? Although 14, effectively, because of the ward save. So like a lot of change. Anyway, Unleash Swarm of Spites. Yeah, Unleash Swarm of Spites is a spell that has a casting value of seven and a range of nine inches. If successfully cast, roll a number of dice equal to the casting roll for each enemy unit within range. On a five-up, they suffer a mortal wound. Thanks, Blunkin, for, donate, uh, for resubscribing. My huge love to you. So you, what you can do is you could do cast a spell or do the D3 mortal wounds from a Wildwood activate mm. the wildwood and then also cast this through a spell portal or something if you wanted so you could really oh, put it through the wood yeah, well, you could put it through the wood into, but, yeah. but then you because wouldn't do that's a much bigger base uh, every unit or just one, one unit oh, no, you could unit. put this one through the, the wood you couldn't yeah. automatically cast it though yeah. no, each just, enemy it's yeah. each enemy unit oh that's great because those yeah. woods yeah you take a big piece of wood mm. got a big area yeah you, you could tree lord agent of wood then three d six this spell, yeah, uh, and then just try and just AOE as much as you can in an aura around you, mm. basically. Yeah, yeah. Big wood energy. Yeah, um, yeah. Big wood energy. So that I mean, that's what that is the famous Math Mallow War Song bomb that we've heard so much about, which has got worse because of Throne of Irons going away. Um, right. Okay. Uh, but it's still pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Um, especially when you do all of the other things, right? Like in combination uh, that you do, yeah. so that's the War Song Revenant. Uh, then you've got the Arch Revenant, six wounds, four up save. Yeah, uh, has got the Crescent Shield, which allows it to at the start of the combat phase you must say if the unit is adopting a defensive or an aggressive stance. If it's defensive, it's got a four up armor save um, until the end of that phase. Oh, sorry, a ward a four, up, four ward up save. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if it's adopting an aggressive stance, you add one to the attacks characteristic of this unit's Revenant Glaive. Which is four attacks, so that would be five attacks. Threes and threes, rend two, damage one. Uh, so that's not that big a deal. Uh, so you're going to have the four at ward all the time. Mm. And then you've got the champion of Kurnoth, and this is the important one. Add one to the wound rolls for attacks made by friendly Kurnoth hunters, wholly within 12 inches of uh, uh, units with this ability. Yeah, so wholly within 12 inches. Mm. Right, so plus one to wound on Kurnoth hunters. Feels nice. great, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like that. Also, personally. it's not just in combat as well. Like, you could then, if you could have plus one from your, everyone gets plus one to hit three units, uh, plus one to wound. You've got another ability, the spell or the command trait that gives you plus one to wound against a unit. Yeah, I like that. I think that's really yeah. good. Right. And then you've got call to battle, uses command ability once per turn. Uh, at the start of the combat phase, the unit receives the command. It must be a friendly Sylvaneth unit. Add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by that unit until the end of that phase. So, nice. yeah. Mm. So, plus one to wound to Kurnos, and you're also probably going to give them plus one attack on their attacks. So, that's pretty nice overall. Um, so, Arch Revenant, pretty good stonks. And the Arch Revenant comes in at 120 points. <laughs> That's pretty good for 120. Moves, moves, that, 20, moves 12 really inches. Good. Really good. Moves 12 inches as well. <laughs> Right, yeah. 120, <laughs> nice. Uh, then you got Durthu, Big Daddy Durthu, 14 wounds, three up save. Has got Oof. a flat six damage. He's own his brackets down to zero and six. That's the important part. Um, so like he doesn't bracket now until he's taken seven wounds. Okay, and then his sword goes from D6 to D6. He's got three sword attacks at Ren two threes and threes. Ren two flat six damage. He's got ground shaker, which is on a three up. He's going to make a unit within three inches strike last. Mm. He's got oh, spirit three paths. Up now. Three up, yeah, right, uh -huh. which is pretty good. 
no. also in Oaken Brow, he doesn't bracket. Yeah, I agree. Thank you very much. At the start of your movement phase, if this unit is wholly within six inches of an overgrown terrain feature or awaken wildwood in your army, you can walk the spirit paths instead of making a move in that phase. And if you do so, you remove this mm. unit within six inches. So basically, you get a free another realm walker with this guy. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Which he kind of needs because he's only movement five. Uh, so he does need to be able to do that. But with a three-up armor save. Yeah. I mean, there's so many and... big, there's so many big memes with like double Durthu, right? Like, yeah. you yeet them in, right? You go for the big charge, right? You make them strike last, and you just be like, right, I'm gonna have like a ton of attacks, three attacks mm. base, and then you add one to the attack characteristic of the sword. If this unit's holding within nine inches of any overgrown terrain, and if you wanted to, you could do a couple of buffs. There's an artifact where you can add D3 to a melee weapon, mm -hmm. so your maximum now is going to be seven attacks, doing six damage. You cast the spell, so an additional plus one rend. So now he's going to yeah. be rend three. And James, what could we do to add another rend to it? Uh, a bit of purple fun. Yeah. yeah. So then we would have seven attacks, doing six damage at rend four. Well, yeah, you could also use the, the Arch Revenant to give him another attack there as well. Yeah, baby. Right. And he's also going to have plus one to hit and potentially plus one to wound as well. So he can be hitting on twos, wounding on twos, rent four damage six with seven attacks. And then you run away. And <laughs> well, also his guardian to run sword... away from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're dead. <laughs> Let's remember his guardian sword is range three as well, so he can not. He doesn't even need to get that close. Like he can just be like boop and just like yeah, kind of tickle so, things. That's what I mean. Like I don't think there's a necessarily great build with like two blocks of fucking Colonel Thunters and two of these. But I also think there's a there's a build where you just truly batter stuff like yeah. if flies charge that like they just charge the dryads these guys would rip flies to shreds i reckon um which would be so fun i'd love that um so yeah he's wicked um true lord ancient is a one cast wizard unlike an lord of change um with all the same abilities it's got a stomp on a three plus can travel the uh the, the paths um but once per battle in your hero phase, if this unit is on the battlefield, you can set one awakened wildwood terrain feature on the board, and it has to be um, uh, more than three inches from all of the models and stuff. So once per battle in your hero phase, so you can just get a free wood, yeah, and then you can do all the free yeah. woods from the spells, and you've got awakening the wood, um, uh, like. Uh, Awaken the Wood is a spell that's cast on six. If successfully cast, pick one friendly Awaken Wildwood. Each enemy unit within three inches of that Awaken Wildwood suffers D3 mortal wounds. Hmm. Yeah? So I think that nice. you've got, like, a real, like, mortal wound bomb. Do you see what I mean about, like, there's a yeah. spell casting... Mm. There's a spell casting army here, I think. Hmm. Like... Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, you could do with some more pluses to cast, really, but... Yeah, it's definitely an option. It's there, yeah. It's cast on a six. If Cogs is in the game, you could go crazy. Isn't it yeah. sad that our thing is now like, oh, we'll do some casting, or you need pluses to cast, because everyone else yeah. has them, instead of just rolling your dice. Yeah, it's true. Mm. You're, you're right. Also, the other problem is, James, is that there's loads of units that have uh, like like pluses to unbind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best say, yeah. Like, it's nuts amounts. But I yeah. mean, like, instead of just rolling dice. Croak is so good in this edition. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just stupid. But um, he's been good in every edition since he came out. Yeah, 
but he's very good now at the moment. Like, um, but like, I think that there's a spellcasting like thing mm-hmm. there, which mm. is fun. Or just don't even think about any of it, James. Yeah, this is this is which one I'm putting you at. Just get Big Daddy Double Durthu. Yeah, just start ripping people's faces off. Like, just have the best time. There's so much but, damage. You could just purple fun him. Do a purple. Do, give him a arcane tome. Make him a wizard, James. Yeah, cast a purple sun and live the dream you've always wanted. Yeah. A purple what? A purple fun, right? There we go. Yeah. Get it right. Yeah. Uh, so Tree Lord Ancient. Um, oh, I'll just quickly tell you about the points because I haven't done that yet. So Tree Lord Ancient's three hundred sixty points, which is like pretty expensive, but he's very very tanky. Um, and then Durthu, uh, I think, is very competitive at three hundred seventy points. Like, mm. I think it's pretty good, but. Yeah, for for flat damage six that you can make very hard to reduce, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right, Branch Witch uh, is a single cast wizard. It's five wounds of the five up save. Um, Fury of the Forest, you can add one to hit and wound rolls made by uh, melee weapons um, uh, by this unit while it's within nine inches of a wildwood and it's just got no attack, so it doesn't matter. Um, uh, And then you've got Unleash the Spites, which is cast on a five. And it's got a range of nine inches. If successfully cast, roll a number of dice equal to the casting roll for each enemy unit within range of the caster. And each five up, suffer a mortal wound. Mm. Where have you seen that before? Oh, I did miss the vanilla tree lord. Sorry. Sorry. The vanilla tree lord. Sorry. Yeah. He's the worst of all of the others. 14 wounds with a three up save. He can make, make you strike last on a three up. He can teleport yeah. himself if he's near a wood. Right? Um... And if he makes an attack with a melee weapon and it scores a hit, models in the target unit cannot make a pile in, and he's got a three-inch weapon profile. So you can yeet him at the enemy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, I don't know. I, this is a weird one to me because isn't he going to get within half an inch to... Yeah, he, he's got he's got maybe some play in against big blocks, like heavily reinforced blocks, if he can get them on the end and then hit them with that and stop them from getting too many attacks in return, but that's about it. Yeah, it's quite interesting, especially if he's in the one where you can stop them retreating as well. So if you oh, can nice. tag the ends of units. Mm. Nice, that's a horrible combination. <laughs> just like, don't retreat, no oh, pilot. Oh, no. Just fucking stay there, you bastards. <laughs> that sucks ass. That's so good. Oh, no, I hate that. And, oh, and then make him ethereal. No, he's not a hero anymore. He's not a hero anymore, so oh, you can't nah. make him ethereal. Yeah. Right, okay, otherwise that'd be great. So, <laughs> that's horrible. Can't retreat. This guy's stopping you piling in. You just stood there, you're like, I'm having the best time. And, and someone... stopping you piling in, and on a three-up, you fight last as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you... It's like, sit down, sit down. He's like, he's your granddad when you've been mucking around. He's like, sit down, sit down. And you're like, oh, fuck, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's great for, like, pinning your opponent. If they've put a screen in front of them, and he just goes in... Yeah. Uh, or if they put two screens like if they've laid their Mm. screens he can probably reach over and stop the unit behind from piling in Mm. yeah and just like bugger up everybody just yeah he he shuts down defense in depth pretty nicely so then so then we've got gossamid archers as a unit right two wounds five up save moves 12 inches all right this is the important part moves 12 inches and they've got a 12 inch bow pew 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 Two to hit, three to uh, sorry, two attacks, three to hit, three to wound, no rend damage one, okay. 
But mm-hmm. he sixes to hit with that. So a unit of five, which is what they come as, <laughs> is ten attacks. And he sixes to hit is D3 mortal wounds. Piao, 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 piao. Then, forest fighters. If this unit has two or more models, it's coherent if each model is within two inches of itself. So it's two inch coherency. And then mm-hmm. Zephyr sprites. After this unit has received the Unleash Hell command, right? Yeah. On a two up, this unit can retreat. <laughs> Jesus, two commands for the price of one. Yes. Yeah. So, but would uh, that mean that you can't then use the retreat command ability again in the same phase because it's been used? No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's, retreat it's, command ability. Oh, you, you mean you mean redeploy? <laughs> oh, redeploy. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, redeploy is enough. different. Yeah. No, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. So, oh, so fuck. it's going to be standard shoot. Um, uh, I, but they're also coming at very expensive, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of thoughts that if this unit was cheap, I think it would be a real problem. But Goss- and don't mm. forget they're ten wounds with a five up save. So yeah. Gossamid archers come in at two hundred and twenty points in a very expensive book anyway. Yeah, but they're really they're good character snipes. You know, like if ten shots, like fishing for mortal wounds against like five wound heroes. You don't care if you negative one to hit because you're going for sixes. Like it's, mm. it's not bad. I think my frustration with them: why can't archers just be archers again? Why does every shooting unit that gets released need to have an ability that does mortal wounds? Like, you, like uh, Lumineth had it. I know that they already had it, and but it's got kept in the book um, with like rat. Uh, snipers um it, like every shooting unit has to have sixes do mortal wounds they just can't. i'm like just lose it just let an archer be an archer the fact that they shoot at a distance is already a strength you don't need to make them better well they're quite close right like it's they're within 12 inches so they're gonna get they're gonna get yammered in the charge um mm. uh but like and uh, yeah it's not a weight of dice which i think could actually be really useful into mm. some different armies Right. Um, oh yeah, Greg's made a good point. These guys die to any shooting or impact hits. Um, uh, they'll also get mm. deleted. They'll also be outranged as well, even by the humble crossbowman. Can mm, I? Yeah. Can I? Can I offer you? But a... at least they've got places to hide. That's true. They they and can hide behind all of the trees. Yeah. 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 They can hide between all of the trees. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 And then then as you try and charge them, then they shoot you, and then they move twelve inches, which is really good. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, they can just retreat. retreat into the trees can't they if you position them well enough yeah Yeah. i think they're a really yeah they're a really interesting unit right because this combined Mm. with the ability to strike and fade away gives you some real like there's definitely Mm. an army where you're doing shit that your opponent's like bro you're doing a lot of shit right now you fought me (laughs) teleported away i've charged you you've teleported away you've yeeted a purple sun through this fucking tree that's just appeared and then you've been throwing fucking leaf sprue at me all day i don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. um right but they are very expensive give these bows some rend with that old purple sun of yours (laughs) yeah yeah you could yeah you could uh and then we've talked about the so we've talked about the spike rider lancers We've talked about the Revenant Seekers, so those are our cavalry units that all move uh, either 12 mm-hmm. or 14 inches and Super rally on fast. a 5-up. Yeah. Listen, all a boy wants for Christmas is a rally on a 4-up. That's all they want, right? Um, and points-wise, we talked about those as well um, because uh, the Spite Lancers are 210 points, which I think is fairly competitive for 15 mm. wounds. Like, with a, I think, I think, I think the Lancers are pretty, pretty cheap. Uh, and then the Seekers are 235 uh, points. 
So I I don't know. I think 15 wounds for 210 points that moves 14 inches can run away. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. They are, again, interesting units. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really interesting. Um, And then we've got Kurnoth Hunters. Three types. Three types. Okay. So they've all got the same ability, Envoys of the Ever Queen. Uh, They've all got the same profile. They move five. They've got five wounds. They've got a three-up armor save. And they've got a Bravery 7. Yeah, super good. Right? Super fucking good. Uh, The bow, uh, the the same ability they've all got is, while this unit is contesting an objective, friendly Sylvaneth units holding within six inches of that objective are treated as being wholly within six inches of an overgrown terrain feature. Amazing. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, So that means they themselves are obscuring on a piece of terrain and you can't shoot them. Does that make Jesus. sense? Yeah. Um, like, that's cool, right? But it, it says, uh, I guess my question would be, they're um, treated as being wholly within six inches of an overgrown terrain feature. Does yeah, that, that doesn't that block for, line of sight, though. Is it? that for the purpose of triggering oh. rules? Or, yeah. like, they're just treated as being wholly within? Not, yeah, like, they're do not they, wood, right? Do they also get cover? Like, does that mean no. they also have... No, 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 no. No, no, like... yeah. So they don't block line of sight and they don't... They, you don't get cover from them because you don't You don't get cover if you're holy within six. I think you have to be holy within one or on the train. I'm just saying, yeah, like, does, main, does mainly this, for the other rules, isn't it? It's to trigger other rules, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, but they're triggering the rules on themselves, aren't they? Yeah. 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 That's what they're doing. Uh, and so then... So that's on all the Kurnoth character or colonel hunter sorry so all three mm. have the envoys of the ever queen uh which changed from being able to do command abilities right um mm. uh and then you've got trample underfoot at the end of the combat phase it's a lot to explain someone in the chat is saying this is a lot to explain to your opponent and it is like a lot right i think um and at the end of the combat phase you can pick one enemy unit within one inch of this unit and roll a dice for each model in this unit on a four plus that enemy unit suffers a mortal wound so this is trample underfoot 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 which all three of them have as well right so a little cheeky mortal wound right let's get to the weapon profiles the kurnoth i mean the holy within six thing is really good if if you're in that one where it's you get exploding sixes and you're holy within six yeah all the time yeah (laughs) yeah because you just got it all the while I'm nearing an objective, so I I get this. I'm near. I'm so on the board. On an objective, I get this. Yeah, yeah, you're on an objective. You're always getting exploding sixes. Your opponent can't retreat from you. You could potentially put multiple Colonel Thunders back into the unit, as there's no restrictions on being engaged. Pretty nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, you've got the the great bows. I've got two shots each. Hit on a four. Wound on a three. Rend one. Damage two. Is that hitting on a four mm-hmm. that might be an issue? Yeah. Well, yeah, they I are think shooting got enough their brothers buffs. though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then probably, Ren one probably damage. Probably feel bad about it. Yeah, that's Ren... that's Ren one damage too. Um, and it's a massive range, right? Thirty inches, which is crazy. And they're yeah. also let's remember they're going to be in the middle of a wild wood where nothing can shoot back at them. Like that's where you're going to put them. They're not going to be out like standing in there in the open where you get to tag them back. They'll be like, <laughs> you can't see us, Thagoosh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like these. I think they're good. They're, they're the cheaper versions. They're 220, I think, for 15 wounds with a 3-up armor save. They're great for camping about objective. It's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, Heartwood for plus one to hit. Uh, correct, Chris? Yeah. 
that's so that's a... really nice uh, <laughs> to do that. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know why they needed trample underfoot. Like, let them be combat. Uh, let them be ranged. You don't need to be like, oh, hey, here's a combat ability for your ranged unit. Just, just let them suck at something. They don't yeah. need it. It's yeah. just pointless. I, I think I I, quite, I don't hate the trample underfoot bit, like because it's just their thing and it has been for a long time. Colonel Thunder stomp at the end. That's what they do. Yeah. Tree ain't tree uh, tree lords and tree lord ancients do a stomp and you fight last. These guys just do a little baby stomp. Uh, right. Okay. The the final question, as always in the Silvereth book, Colonel Thunders versus Colonel uh, with great swords or scythes. Okay. So with the swords, I've got four attacks Historically, each. the the scythes were the big winners. And I then agree. the swords came into play. So the yeah. question is, who's the golden boy now? Well, see what you think. So it's four attacks on the greatsword. Threes and mm-hmm. threes, rend one, damage two. Okay. And uh, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by Colonel Greatsword is a six, the target suffers two mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. So you've got 12 attacks out of a unit of three. Hit on threes, wound on threes, rend one, damage two. Yeah. Uh, and any so you should do four mortal wounds from a unit of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's the colonel. That's the 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 swords, and then the scythes is two inch range, uh, as opposed to one inch range. Uh, threes atta- three attacks, threes and threes, rend three, <laughs> damage two. Oh yeah, thirteen attacks. Apologies, because obviously you've got plus one attack uh, on the the boss man. Uh, the Huntmaster, and their special ability is, um, if any models in an enemy unit finish a piling move within three inches of an any friendly unit with this ability, that enemy unit suffers one mortal wound after all the models, models have finished a piling. So if you pile into them, you just take a mortal wound, right? And then you'll get ten attacks out of this unit, threes and threes, rend three, damage two. These are my preferred ones. Yeah, personally. why would you take the other one? Uh, why would you take the other one? I think the yeah. math works out that it's pretty good because uh, you have more attacks, basically. But mm. Rend 3? Yeah. Rend 3 is going through on way more, right? Yeah. Uh, well, th- see, the thing is, is that they're both damaged too. I think mm. if you had... Um, and you en- and you have more and there's loads like you can you can easily get Ren plus two in this army right you can mm-hmm. do the spell and then you could do um, you could do the spell you could do purple sun right and then so they'll be on yeah. Ren three okay and at that point then you've got thirteen attacks versus ten attacks with the same profile but you've then also got the opportunity for mortal wounds as well right I'm but certain. I guess the issue I guess the issue is is you want a unit of three with swords. And you yeah. six with scythes. Yeah, that's it. It's, yeah, yeah. I think if it's if they're reinforced or not. Yeah, yeah. They're reinforced scythes for sure. Otherwise, swords all the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I think the small units, and obviously you want that other guy. But you, your points are disappearing quite quick. Everything costs points. Mm. But yeah, that guy that gives them all plus one attackers dice, and yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so probably the hunters in the bigger unit with the plus one attack on them are pretty scary. And plus one to wound. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, cause you, imagine you can have plus exploding one to, sixes. Blah, yeah, blah, plus blah, one. Yeah. yeah, plus one to wound, exploding sixes, and just give them a plus one hit from fucking anywhere you want. Right? Mm. Is crazy shit. Yeah. Right. So that revenant, and you, isn't the revenant giving them plus one attack as well? Yeah, he would give mm. them plus one attack. So you, yeah, plus one yeah. attack and plus one to wound. He gives them, and then mm. yeah, they just have a great day. 
Yeah, and you would choose scythes. Shugo makes a good point in the <coughs> chat. Uh, you would also put scythes in Winterleaf, right? Because the swords in Winterleaf means the exploding sixes are wasted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because mm, yeah. you have to choose between exploding sixes or the mortal wounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that plus one to wound would affect the bows as well. It does, it? from the Revenant. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that could be threes and twos. At, yeah, that'd be tasty. Mm. Yeah. And then you've got dryads, your basic bitch, right? Two inch range, two attacks, fours and fours, no rend damage one. They got one wound each and a five up armor save, and they move seven inches, and they come in units of ten for a hundred points. If you're within nine nice. inches of a wildwood, you minus one to be hit and wounded. Mm. Right? Which isn't bad. That's really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, hundred points is good. You need some points cheap, is... cheap units that you can just screen out with. So yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're bravery six though, so that's an issue. And then you have got tree revenants, two wounds, five up save, move five inches. Uh, they're okay in a fight, uh, but the most important part is uh, they've still got the waypiper, so they can basically uh, teleport across the board. And once per battle, this unit can receive the all-out attack and all-out defense command ability without a command point being spent. Okay. Mm. Right, so like uh, without the command being issued, even yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the important part there is not being issued because there's a bunch of them that let you do it without the command being. Oh wait, no, you still couldn't do it twice in a turn though, could you? That command point, because no, yeah, you could, you could yeah, do it twice. The... Yeah, because uh... it doesn't matter whether it's been issued or spent. It's that it's the command has been used. Yeah, yeah. Once per battle, yeah. yes, exactly. About, yeah. um, and then you've got Spike Revenants, which is two attacks each. Uh, sorry, three attacks each. Threes and threes and no rend damage, one. Um, and they've got two wounds and a five up save, but they only move five inches. They're pretty slow. Mm. And uh, if they make any, if any sixes to hit, do a mortal wound uh, with these guys. <laughs> so I quite like Some that. Bad. I think that's fun because it's a lot of attacks potentially. Yeah. Uh, mm. But they're only, but they're thirty-two mil bases. I'm pretty certain, and they've only got one inch range. But they'll be galley vets, so they'll fight in two ranks, mm. uh, which is pretty good. Uh, so those are spike revs as well. Um, and then you've got Scass Wild Hunt, which honestly can't be asked to talk about. Um, <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's actually quite good. Scass Wild Hunt's pretty good because uh, it's got um, a spell. The Might of Kurnoth mm. is a spell that has a casting value of 7 and a range of 12 inches. If successfully cast, pick one friendly Sylvaneth unit within range and visible to caster. Add one to wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by that unit until the start of the next one. Like, that's a great spell. Like, I was just mm. going to say that that's mm. what they do, right? Like, other yeah. than that, I can't be asked to talk about it. Um, yeah. But the plus one to wound is great if you want to cast it. But it's cast on a 7. Um, and they come in at... Hold on, let me just uh, find the Wild Hunt and how many points they are. How many points are they? Do you know? 110 points. Well, that's quite cheap. They're quite good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, you've got... I think that's it. We're done. Oh, no. This is it. The best bit. Mm. Best bit. Best bit. Best bit. Three endless spells. This is all we've got to do. You've got the Spite Swarm Hive, which you can add two inches. Uh, uh, sorry, on a two plus, you can add three inches to charge moves to a unit. So basically, you cast a spell, you pick a unit within nine inches. Yeah, well, 15 inches or whatever it is. Yeah. Right, range of 15 inches. And you pick a unit, you go plus three inches to your charge. So you teleport your unit of whatever you want through the Wildwood. Oof. And now they've got a six inch charge. Right? Yeah. And if you take it, like, that, so that's great. Okay, so the Spice Swarm Hive is good and it's super cheap if you wanted to take it. I like the Glade Wirim 
It's cast on a, si- a seven. You set it up within six, right? And it moves eight inches. After this end of spell has moved, roll a dice for each unit within one inch on a three plus. They suffer D3 mortal wounds. Just adding mm-hmm. into all our mortal wound bomb that we were Not doing bad, earlier. Yeah. And then you've got the healing mist. After this end of spell has moved, roll a dice for each Sylvaneth unit within six inches of this model on a three plus. Heal D3, right? Nice. Yeah? Like, oh, we didn't skip the dragonflies. We did the dragonflies earlier in the show, uh, if that helps you out. So healing D3 is wicked, right? On mm. all of you in, within six yeah. inches. Yeah. Right? It's... There's a, the thing with this book is there's a lot of healing but not a lot of returning, which I kind of like as a balance. Like they they're very much going to lean into those big monsters and keeping them alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but also that's even more mortal wounds, right? Knocking around mm. from the uh, from the glade where him. And then you've got the vengeful skull root, the skull fucker. Cast on a six and set it up within six inches, and it moves eight inches. And it's predatory, of course. If, this unit, if a unit fails a battleship test within three inches of this uh, end of spell, add D3 to the number that flee. And I, thanks, Clint, for resubscribing. And I'm like, does this stack with a horror ghast? It so would, be, yeah. Would it be two D3 that run away? Yeah. You can't, they can't receive commands in the, the battle shock phase and you add 2d3 to however many run. That's great. Hot. That's hot shit, right? And then finally, mm-hmm. strangle roots. After this end of spell is moved, roll a dice for each unit that has any models it passed across and each other unit that's within one inch, and it's a massive base, right? On a two plus, that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds or d6 mortal wounds if that unit is also within six inches of an awakened wildwood, right? Ooh. Right, so like, I see and everyone's them. always by a wildwood. Like, right, yeah. like because there's loads of them. So I definitely think that you take the glade mm. Wirim and the vengeful skull root, and you just kind of yeet them in the middle of the board. Let your opponent run at you, yeah. Just start doing tons mm. of mortal wounds to them around the trees, and just fucking them up. Like, how I many that. points is the how many points is the skull root? Um, how like, many... is it better because it's it, like. Would you take it over a horror ghast in a silver net army? Hey, baby, it's only sixty points for that, right? Mm. Only... Horror ghast is sixty as well, right? So you're, you're... Yeah. but you're taking your own one, right? But you're taking yeah. the skull so root. Your army nice. Yeah, you're taking the skull root and the glade worm, in my opinion, and maybe a yeah. purple sun because they just provide. They, they, like you have an even better. What's that? Oh, sorry, Nate. Uh, purple but sun. You, but you've got an even better uh, like uh, life swarm, right? Like you got life swarm mm. that's even better with the glade worm. The skull root is just going to fuck people. You could do tons of mortal wounds. Tons. Mm. Like, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that is the book. Like, obviously, that's not a perfect uh, review. Um, but that's just our first impression going through it. Right? Mm. James, what are your thoughts? Listen to it all. Uh, I feel like it's the sort of army that if I have to play, my thing will be, just tell me what it does as we go along or we'll be here all day. <laughs> Imagine that they st- told yeah. you at the start for deployment. You'd be like, what the fuck? Nathan, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a finesse army, is it? Or is it brutal? I think it's quite finesse. But uh, it's got lots of moving parts. Yeah. I think it can do all right. I think so. What do you think, Dan? Uh, okay, so first of all, it's trash. Wood people aren't people, uh, and they're just a bunch of matchsticks. They're fuel, not friends. However, that said, I really like this book. I've it, Sylvaneth have been the easy beats for far too long, so I'm I kind of like 
that this book has made them really techy and tooly without just being like, oh, fuck me, that's going to wreck face. You know, I like it. I think it's cool. Okay, good. Uh, my thoughts on it are that I'm actually really happy because I wasn't expecting... After the last couple of books, I thought, okay, that's it. They're not going to go techy. And then... Because the first mm. few books, I was like, it's not going to be that techy. And then they've gone... Re- this is quite an elegant book, yeah. right? Like, mm. it's got a lot of overlapping like things that you can do i think there's some blunt force trauma tricks with kernoth hunters um dirthu like you can be that but that's good like i reckon you could definitely have like a mid-board melee army which in this edition with the battle Mm. plans the way they are is so good right you're just gonna go into the mid-board on three up armor saves and just be like get ready to have fucking ren thrown into your teeth which would be great love that you've got a spell like i said this at the top of the show but i think you've got a spell build which is just doing and maybe both work at the same time it's very expensive but maybe Mm. both work at the same time and you're doing a bunch of that fucking stuff right and then you've got a portion of the book that's doing so many elegant teleports moves around and being in different places i feel like this is that book that's going to be repeated value for the player playing the book Mm. and and it might be the best book i've ever seen them write oh wow like I, I, I think like because it, 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 like someone like me, I'm like okay, I reckon I could just take some Colonel Thunders and some Dirthus and just fucking stab shit in the middle of the board, right? That's good. And then there's also like I'll cast a bunch of spells and do that. But there's definitely the nuanced play, and maybe there's a mixture of all of it, right? It's quite expensive though, right? Even the Gossamid guys, they're like super fucking fragile. Seventy Reavers will just rip them to shit, yeah. But, like, in another matchup, they'll be the MVPs all day long, right? Like, mm. I think it's a great book. I think it's I, fucking I, wild as well, though. I like that it's 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 a book where you can very much create the army you want to play. Like, mm. there are a number of books that have been released recently where you can kind of do what you want, but you're almost railroaded because the things that are good are just so much better. Or there's a play style that is absolutely like key to everything whereas this book like yeah like you said this could be a really techy sneaky book you know like death by a thousand cuts or like maximum force in one point every turn but it can't play across the entire board or it could be just like a smash face i think you could do a number of different things it's really i i hate to say it but it is really really cool and i do like it as a book what do you think james oh you said you said right you're like it's too much too much uh, I, I'm sure it'll be really exciting and like I think it's an exciting book for people to play but like I feel like it's one of those books that unless you play a lot every time you get it an event's going to be like oh, I have no idea I think people are going to fuck up the rules on this a lot as well like early doors mm-hmm. so that's true uh, Nathan you got any thoughts on it final ones no I think uh, I think if you are a Sylvaneth fan you're going to have yeah you're going to have lots of play out of the book definitely like you said um, I think it'd be quite fun to play with the different army lists. Like uh, trying to decide which way you're going to go is quite interesting. Yeah. Which way would you go? Like all of you, pick a direction. Nathan, which way you? Which direction uh, would you but, take it? Yeah, I don't like picking a single direction for my army list. So yeah, but definitely combat. Uh, but then yeah, you can pick. You you do want to have some range threat as well. So. It's just whether you go down spell route, which I probably wouldn't trust enough to do the damage. I'd probably take the bows to do the range damage. And then 
maybe just one spellcaster and then yeah kurnoth hunters and some screens with the dryads and then a couple of the well a unit of maybe the the flexible guys just to be able to run around and and help out with battle tactics if needed okay yeah uh james um which place would you play uh just two big trees in the middle nothing else those are hunters yeah. some hunters Nah, just the big trees. All right, you're going to get four Durthus. Mm. Done. <laughs> Perfect. And someone will be like, what's your army do? I'll be like, I'll be in the middle. <laughs> Meet me there. I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be in the middle. I'll be bringing my sword like, well, around my head. What else like does it do? I was like, do you know. Meet me in the middle. Books. Meet me in the middle. Let's go. It could do loads yeah. more. Yeah. Um, and then what do you think, Dan? Uh, first of all, I'd never play this book because trees are fuel, not friends. But if I had to choose a play style that I like that this book would be capable of, I actually think I would play something along the lines of more of like a, a traditional like fronty combat army with a few like guerrilla units that's job is to like teleport, strike, fade away while the front is doing its fighty, slappy, survivy, grindy business. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. But I wouldn't play. I wouldn't obviously not in this book because tree people aren't people. So like but, this but book they're elves, isn't, isn't that your It's not a book. It doesn't count. Not not a not a species. Doesn't. It's fine. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's go uh, home. Uh, let's do that. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the Twitch chat for tuning in. Thanks everyone on the Patreon. Everyone on the podcast. Thanks for listening. You stay hydrated. You big hydro homies. Nathan, quick shout out. Anyone? Go quick. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, see you at Clash if you're there. Yes. Oh. Oh. Uh, people won't have listened this far, but I should have done it at the start of the show. Get your sons out. Purple sons at Clash. That's what we're doing. As many purple sons at Clash as we can get. James, what about you? Uh, who uh, shouting I'll out? I'll shout out Purple Sun. Perfect. Ja- Dan? Uh, I'm going to shout out Inadequate the Series, available now on the Roku channel, and you can catch the trailer on YouTube. Please watch it and like it. Please. Me Please. Too. Me too. Do that too. All right, bye-bye.